This is the opening kickoff on the country's first FM all sports radio station, 105.5 FM, WNSP, and on the Sound of Mobile app. The latest sports, news, traffic, weather, and timely guests with Mark Heim, Lee Shervanian, and Michael Brauner. The opening kickoff. Opening kickoff. kickoff. Here are Mark, Lee, and Michael. Indeed, here we are again. Another Dr. Christopher Monix High School Game Day. Mark, I'm Lee Shervanian with you for the next three hours. We're on the campus of Theodore High School. And, man, this is what football season is all about. High school game postseason implications Alabama LSU this week oh yeah we had some college football yesterday Lee we're living the dream sir we're in the performing arts auditorium so what better place for us to be than performing arts and I really appreciate everybody setting things up today as we're ready to go for three solid hours of the opening kickoff at theater where tonight they take on St. Paul's. You see the connection there? I do. And you know what? I think we saw the connection back in August when we were deciding where to go today. Steve too. Mask will be joining us for a full hour between 8 and 9 this morning. Uh, he will be returning to St. Paul's where he coached the Saints to four state titles. The head coach, Ham Barnett, was his defensive coach. Ham has also been a coach here at Theodore. So we got a lot of connecting parts. I do want to thank uh, Barnes family of McDonald's restaurants. Will Barnes has been fabulous for us as a sponsor. I really appreciate it. Huntington Lettering Center, also Greer's Markets, and Rich's Car Wash. A couple of headlines we'll get to, and then, of course, we'll go into the body of the show. High school football, there were more. There were like five games in our area last night, Mark. Uh, key games, UMS Wright uh, defeated Williamson, scoring in the fourth quarter, so they keep alive their playoff hopes. As we've been talking about all week, there's five teams vying for four spots. Uh, we're not even going to get into the tiebreakers because that's too complicated. We'll let Pigskin Pete do that tonight. We don't do complicated. We don't do complicated things here. Uh, we're a very simple staff. we got Matt McCoy, who's more simpleton than him. Uh, of course, Mark and me are like that. So uh, you got uh, UMS Wright still in the hunt looking for their 25th straight playoff berth since Terry Curtis took over. Gosh, it's been that long, 25 years. So um, you got Faith playing with Florida tonight. You got BC Rain at Gulf Shores. And UMS Wright still, oh, Viger won last night. Now, it, it, it could come down to, and I'm not saying this is going to happen, but it could come down to uh, UMS Wright and Viger, and UMS Wright holds the tiebreaker, uh, because of the forfeit win. Even though Viger beat him, there was the forfeit win. Okay, that's one story uh, we'll be talking about during the course of this uh, show. Jags went to Troy. Troy wins. Six straight win for Troy. Six straight win over the Jags. They keep the belt. We'll get into that. We do have a uh, AL.com's Craig Stevenson's going to join us. Last night, Matt McCoy Steelers playing without Matt were able to beat the Titans 20-16. to But I thought I would, since we're in the performing arts, Lay a little pop culture on you. Okay. Now, this I had no knowledge about until this morning. And, okay. of course, while I'm putting notes together, I'm watching ESPN, and I'm wondering, why are they playing a Beatles song this morning? And they were playing a Beatles song called Now and Then. It's being released today, and it is the final Beatles song that was recorded but never released. And they have a kind of – it's a very sports-minded – Well, they say it's the final one. Well – No, it is. I can tell you See? guys. Yeah. Yeah. You tell him. You tell him. <laughs> he thinks he knows everything. I was going to say, I could jump in because I, I, I had to talk about this all day yesterday on 92 Zoo. But basically what they did, Yoko Ono, 
found a cassette of Lennon doing three songs back in 94. Right, and so she gave it to the remaining Beatles. She gave it to Harrison. She gave it to Ringo and McCartney, and said, "Hey, here's a demo that John never released." And then they ended up coming. They did two songs in the early 2000s while Harrison was alive. Then when he passed away, he did a guitar riff, and he said, "Hey, this is for this other song in case you guys are able to ever do anything." So they used AI to take Lennon's voice out away from the guitar. And then McCartney and Ringo took the, the the solo from Harrison, and they produced the song. So it's the last song ever to have all four Beatles playing and singing on it. Michael, if you can, uh, in our closing song today, instead of the Eagles, maybe we go with the Beatles now and then. But what I really and now the reason back to I the countdown. reason I got involved with it this morning, they. They had a, like, you know, the, it was kind of like the video behind it. Yeah. And it was all sports related. And you saw, let's say, sports from the 60s when the Beatles were the king of, you know, rock and roll. Oh, yeah. They had, uh, you know, the uh, Man O'Maris World Series, uh, uh, Betty, uh, Billy King tennis. And then they juxtaposed it to what's going on today. You saw Bear Bryant, okay? Yeah. And then you saw Georgia. So now and then, you know, they went back to Alabama. They came forward to Georgia. That's actually pretty cool. What really was to watch that being, you know, the sports minded person, and of course, living that era back in the 60s to see it juxtaposed to the uh, current year or let's say the last two years. So, anyway, that that's something maybe I just I thought it was on. cool that they used AI to actually isolate yeah. his voice because that's why they said they never did anything with it because they couldn't. And now the technology is there, they were able to do it. Yeah, there may be a lot out there who don't know much about the Beatles, but they were it. You yeah. Know, back in the 60s, and two of them are still alive Paul McCartney and Ringo. The other two passed on. Yeah, uh, Lee actually has a poster up at his, at his cubicle yeah. of. of the Fab Four. With, with me. Yeah, with you. Yeah, I, I never Lee. saw them in person. The original Fab Five, the Beatles and, and Lee. Lee. Well, Lee, just before they hit it big, Lee said, I'm going to do my sports career. Total, totally different trajectory. I have to be honest with you on this one. I never crossed paths with him. You know, it's been a, it's been a kind of a tough week in a sense. You know, Bobby Knight passed away. Walter Davis, do you remember him, um, Mark? Walter Davis, a great NBA player, uh, North Carolina. Uh, he was also a, a member of the uh, one of those Olympic teams. Had a really long career with uh, Phoenix, and he passed away yesterday at the age of 69. But did you see what happened yesterday in the NBA with the uh, Spurs winning Wimbayana? Yeah, 38 points. They went on like some ridiculous 18-0 yes. run or something too. They were trailing big time, and they beat Phoenix at Phoenix. As the overall number one pick had a fantastic game. What did you think of the Jags last night? Um, well, I thought they got stuck behind the eight ball there when uh, when it was it was announced just minutes before the game that Carter Bradley wasn't going to play. Uh, I think, you know what? I think I see the future in Lopez, but he's just so young. And I think his style of play really threw Troy for a loop early, at least for the first quarter or so. They were trying to figure out how to defend South Alabama's offense, but at the end of the day, they just couldn't push the ball down the field like they needed to. I thought there were some plays in there where South Alabama's defense, especially late, played really well. Um, they held them to fourth and inches on the goal line, and when they scored that, when they went for it on fourth, they didn't kick the field goal. That was pretty much it. But... Um, my yeah. point was they didn't have an answer for the Watson to Lewis. He made four catches, three for touchdowns, and some of those catches, well, were highlighted on ESPN, two of them out of their top ten plays. He made one-handed grabs all over the place. Personally, watching from afar, 
I don't place that uh, loss on Lopez at all. I thought for a first game at Troy, all things considered, I thought he did fairly well. He made some big plays when it looked like everything was breaking down. Uh, for a first start, uh, his stats were okay. Uh, actually comparable, in a sense, to uh, Watson. But, uh, you know, they just didn't have enough firepower. Yeah, they, they were 0 for like 9, 0 for 10 on third down conversions. you got to be able to convert third downs in a game like that. I thought things got interesting in the fourth quarter. Uh, they converted the fourth down play. It was, a, it was really a hell of a play to start the fourth quarter. Or South, and then um, Lopez hit Pritchett, and so they were cooking, right? Um, and then they just they just couldn't they couldn't get the stop when they needed. I thought the offensive line wore down. I thought Troy kind of took over in the trenches there late. Uh, I thought they played them well for the first half. Uh, you know, again, they just didn't have enough explosive plays. Kane talked about it in in, in game about. You're gonna at some point need an explosive play. They just couldn't get enough of them. But I saw you see the athleticism in, in in Lopez, and I think give him a year, give him two years. I think he's gonna be something special at South. But not having Carter Bradley certainly hurt this team, no doubt. Lopez, I was impressed with him on times. He made plays that looked like they were going to break down. He made a couple of interesting throws, which resulted in first downs. Uh, but really, when you, you you look back, Watson to Lewis three touchdown passes, and at times it looked like he was well-guarded and he still made the catch. Yeah. So I give him that. The running back we talked about yesterday, Vidal, uh, went over 100 yards and set the Troy all-time leading rusher. So you had the running game clicking at times, although I thought South did a good job in the first half, you know, stopping the run. Second half, though, Vidal was finding the holes. Maybe the Jag defense was, was running down. I don't know. And then uh, the passing game. They they weren't clicking on a lot of passes, but, boy, when they did, they were explosive plays. And to that, Troy. And let's face it, both of us suggested that it would be tough for South to go there. We didn't know about Carter Bradley. We found out before the game that he was not going to play. So this is what faces South Alabama now. They have two home games and one more road game. They have to win at least two out of three. They have to win two out of three to be eligible for a bowl. All right, so you guys can jump in on that. So the Battle of the Belt, uh, South comes up empty yet again on that one. At some point, I mean, you got to win that ball game, right? When when does that become a bone of contention with this coaching staff? I mean, you're coming off ten win a ten win season, so you got some currency here. I'm not suggesting anything, but we t we even hinted at it yesterday. There there have been coaching staffs that have been relieved of duties in the state because they can't win their rivalry game. And South Alabama has, has yet, in the last, what are they, 0 for the last five here? Third Troy? Yeah. Six. Six. 0 for six now. Um, or maybe it's just not a rivalry. Maybe we're blowing it way out of proportion here. We're going to talk about South throughout the course of uh, today's show. We have uh, a great one lined up for you. Uh, Philip Roebling, the boys' basketball coach here at Theodore, is supposed to get things started here in just a bit. Uh, we'll talk to a number of the administration, of course, a lot of the football personnel as well. Uh, you mentioned Steve Mask. He'll be along for a, uh, a good chunk of time here, and uh, we'll talk to Craig Stevenson about the Jags game coming up at 8 o'clock. We'll do our picks. we got to get you qualified for the Alec Naiman catering party. Uh, we also have to get you on Pigskin Pete's Picks because, guys, I don't know what more to do. I've been tough on you. I've coddled you a little bit. 
the same guy in the evening is six and one, and nobody's been able to uh, to get close. Yeah, to you've him. been tougher than Bobby Knight on yeah. some of our listeners. Uh, I don't know if that goes well. Maybe that maybe it'll soften your approach a little bit. Maybe, maybe I need to call him. Yeah, this week. I think so. Hey guys, come on, we can do this. We That's just it. Have to, That's what we just I have like. To focus and lock in, but you can do this. This is seven games yeah, straight up, four college, three NFL. Piece of cake, guys. Let's go. Intimidating some of our listeners to not call. Yeah, maybe that's it. All right. Well, we're just getting started here. It's our Dr. Chris Ramonix High School game day. We're at Theodore High School. Uh, continue with your comments in the app at WNSP.com. Here comes your scoreboard, your traffic, and your weather. We are off and running on this Friday edition. It's Sports Radio 105.5 FM, WNSP, and WNSP.com. This is Cornelius Bennett, three-time All-American College Football Hall of Fame, and you're listening to WNSP. Thanks for hanging with us on this Friday edition. It's the Dr. Christopher Monix High School Game Day. Mark and Lee, we're on the campus of Theodore High School. want to thank some folks for making uh, today's show possible, as always. Thanks to Coastal Alabama Community College for coming out and uh, supporting high school athletics. They've been with us all year. Speaking of, how about Allstate agent Kenneth Morgan, one of our good friends. Uh, Ken comes out quite a bit uh, and pops in on us here during our game days. Thank you for your support, sir. And, of course, the Mobile County Sheriff's Department. A reminder to uh, support the businesses that support our kids. Before we get to our first guest here at Theodore, I want to congratulate our good friend Bill Hancock, the uh, executive director of the College Football Playoff. The National Football Foundation has named him the recipient of the 2023 Outstanding Contributor to amateur football, though some people might argue that football amateur, maybe they don't go together well, but that's another story. Phil Roebling is our first guest. Yes, the hoops coach here at Theodore. Uh, good morning, Phil. Good morning. Before we get to basketball, if you don't mind, I'd like to inquire, how's your health going these days? Because we know you made a remarkable recovery from cancer. Uh, just completely blessed by the Lord. Uh, my last two scans have been clean. I still take treatments every six weeks. Uh, the doctor's talking about possibly taking me off of those in February. They normally do that after two years. Um, I'm just blessed. I'm, I'm overwhelmed by all the support that I had, and I want to take this time to thank everyone who's been praying for me and who continues to pray. Really, well, we, really grateful. We, we did. And do the doctors tell you, like, you know, maybe basketball, coaching basketball, which at times can be stressful, <laughs> might be not great for your health, or to tone it down a little bit? What's what's the deal? How did, what's the connection there? No, never mentioned that. Um, they maybe I, don't know you're coaching basketball at Theodore. Yeah, he does. Well, we, we talk about it. Uh, but I think it's actually good for me because it takes my mind off of things. I get to focus on basketball and not worry about that. So. And it works out because he wants you to get off of it in February because you'll be in Birmingham with the team. So uh. <laughs> That's the plan. <laughs> All right. Uh, what, what do you got coming back this year? Well, we're very young. Only have two seniors, and they were, and they're both transfers, so they didn't play here last year. Um, but I have J.J. Bush, who played as a freshman last year, started a lot of games. He's on the football field right now. Really good player. Uh, Houston Cunningham, who transferred from Cottage Hill, he played had to play J.V. last year because he was couldn't play varsity. Really good ball handler. Really good shooter. A really great student. 
And then I have Javier Harris, who played for varsity last year. So I only have two returning players who actually played, had varsity experience. So we're going to be very young, but we are talented, and I, and I, I really like this group. And I, the best thing about it is we get to keep them together for two years without really losing anybody to graduation other than the two new, two new guys. So I'm really excited about that. So you've been coaching at Theodore how many years now? This is my 38th year. Wow. And you go back to 38 years ago and what, how you have changed over the years, if in fact you have the transition and dealing with kids now? Uh, kids are, I don't know if they're so much different. Maybe it's the parents. Uh, I'm just going to put that out there. I think uh, a lot of our kids now feel like they're entitled. They don't want to work like they used to years ago. And when you try to push them, sometimes they don't respond in a positive way. But I, I think... That's our job, to try to teach them how to work, to try to teach them to have discipline and accountability because this is way more than about basketball. This is about life after basketball when you get a job and you need to be on time and you need to be accountable and you need to have some discipline in your life. So, yeah, it is different. And, you know, I'll tell you, Lee, because I've seen, I've seen this man and his teams play. I've seen guys sit for a variety of reasons, regardless of the score, regardless of the outcome. Uh, this man is true to his words. Uh, See the Bobby Knight of Mobile? No, no, no. I, I don't think he can throw a chair that far. I mean, I hadn't seen him, but uh, we got a few here if you want to practice. <laughs> we could have a throw. We could have a chair Try throwing chair throwing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, right. <laughs> uh, but no, to your point, and, and I think people talk about that kind of thing, coach. But few coaches, uh, because it's 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 a it's a it's a nasty cycle. They don't if if you don't if they don't listen to you, you got to sit them. But if you if you you feel the pressure. You gotta win. So some coaches will try to try to somehow talk themselves out of disciplining those guys so that they can get the easy win. And it's gonna wind up hurting long term. But you you have stuck to those guns, and you you I've seen you do it. Yeah, I'm 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 not gonna do that. Uh, I want to win worse than anybody around. I love to win, and I hate losing. But there's gonna be a standard, and we're gonna be held to it. And if the kids don't do right, they're going to sit because I'm hurting them and I'm teaching them that it's okay to do wrong, and I will never do that. Uh, just not going to do that. I don't want to win that bad. You know what I like about having Phil here? His hair color matches mine. And I'm not, now this guy over here has none, so we can't go there. You have dark hair, but Phil is the only one I can relate to. Yeah, but Phil can't relate to you. I'm not no. sure anybody can relate to you. <laughs> Probably doesn't want to either. Well, I've known Phil for a number of years. You know, when we used to cover basketball, you know, way back. What what are people going to like about your team this year? Hopefully they like our defense. You know, I, I base everything on my defense. I think that's where you win games because you're not going to shoot the ball well every night. But if your defense is there, you always have a chance to win. So I think they'll like that. We're, we're going to try to uh, – run a little bit more I think you know obviously fans like that they like the faster pace but uh, I think they'll like that about our team and I think our team's going to be very unselfish so I think they'll like that uh, so uh, you open up uh, I know actually there's some games yesterday you don't start up till next week I think you were saying I play next Saturday we're at St. Martin High School we're going to play Forest County Mississippi it's an Alabama Mississippi challenge and it's there are four teams from Alabama playing and four nice. teams from Mississippi so uh, Charlie's my really, really good friend that coaches at St. Martin, and he invited us to come over there and play, and we're excited about going over there. Do you leave the state much to play games this year, or is that the only uh, trip you make? That's out? the only trip out. Uh, we are going to Mountain Brooks Tournament uh, Thanksgiving. I'm really excited about our schedule. It's, it's brutal, but at the same time, 
if you're going to be the best team, you got to play the best. You, you can't play East Cupcake State and expect to get anything out of that. So we go to Mountain Brook and we play them the opening night. It'll be a great experience for our kids. Then we're also in uh, Daphne's tournament. Reed's done a great yeah. job putting out-of-town teams, and we get to play the out-of-town teams. Our kids are excited about that. And then we're in the Gulf Coast Holiday Classic where we open up with Crescent City out of New Orleans. So the competition, if you embrace it, it makes you better and you get a lot out of it. Coach, great stuff, man. We appreciate you coming by. Best of luck. It's that time of year, man. We're really excited, and uh, we look forward to talking to you soon. Thank you for everything y'all do. Thank Absolutely. you for having me on. That's Theodore basketball coach Philip Roebling. Uh, we come back. Uh, we're expected to be joined by the principal here at Theodore. It's our Dr. Chris Vermonix High School Game Day right here from Theodore High School at Sports Radio 105.5 FM WNSP. man things are crazy here at theodore man it's hopping around here we appreciate you guys making us part of uh your uh, your morning here it's the dr chris Vermonix high school game day uh mark and lee uh so we're gonna do this off the air you heard the music it's time to get you qualified for the alec Naiman catering party that's right it's another round of naming it we play an audio file of a person place or thing you have to identify said file, and be the first person to call Bronner at 694-1055. Now, here's the hitch before we play this. It might sound obvious to you what this is, all right, but what we need from you today is a very specific answer, okay? We need, us, we need you to tell us exactly what this is. And Bronner, since we're taking it off the air, you're going to be the final judge, all right? DJ, play that stuff. All right, Bronner, I think we, I feel like, I feel like, uh, I feel like Joe Pesci and my cousin Vinny. I think we get the point. Uh, so there it is. There's the audio. But again, you know what it is, but we need you to be very specific as to what that is. All right, Bronner, do your thing and let us know who wins. Uh, some of our sponsors uh, that made our trip to Theodore possible, the Orthopedic Group, getting your athletes safely back on the field. Do want to thank David Green and the Green and uh, Phillips Injury Law Firm, uh, my good friend Larry Skoda from LNS Air Conditioning, and Greer's Markets. You know, they've been in business since 1916. By the way, uh, do want to thank whoever's responsible uh, for the buffet back here. This is unbelievable. Too bad I had breakfast uh, coming in. Tim Hardegree is the principal, longtime football coach in this area. Tim is this year doing uh, all the drinks and pastries and everything? As much as I'd like to say, yeah, absolutely. Not quite so much. Simone Phelps does a great job down at that field house and supporting all those guys and all the coaches, and that, that, that's a direct product of what she's doing. You know, when I first started doing Theodore football games, I don't remember the performing arts 
Arts Building being here. I, I don't know how new it is or how long it's been here, but what what happens inside besides us doing our show here? What else happens here? <laughs> well, for for a long time, you know, it's been around for about 15 years. But for a long time, we've had theater, and our theater teacher is on the verge of retirement, moved to another school. So we kind of switched from theater over to dance this year. And so all of our dance is going on in here. All of our choir goes on in here. Band performances, Christmas parades, um, a lot of the theatrical things uh, went over went on in here over the years. So it, it's kind of a multi-purpose building. We do all our class meetings in here. We have all our presentations throughout the day in here. So it, so it gets used quite often. When you were a football coach, did you ever coach against Steve Mask? No, I never coached against Steve, Steve Mask, but, you know, I was at St. Paul's for four years, and uh, I was on the tail end of, of Coach Mask and, and Jimmy Perry coming in. So that was my last year at St. Paul's before I decided to get back in the public system. Now, you and I had conversations leading up to his hiring. If you could maybe give us the insight as to the decision to bring Steve Mask back to Mobile. Absolutely. Anytime you hire a football coach, you're going to gain gray hair on the, on the spot. You know, and I think, um, you know, bringing Coach Mask in was a, a, a process that started with 72 applicants and you know I, can, I, I tell everybody this from day one that uh, coach mask uh, contacted me absolutely every single day and probably multiple times a day you know leading up to that process so he had a burning de desire and a passion and, and, and a drive like uh, no other young person I've ever seen so did you hire him just so you wouldn't have to take any more calls from him <laughs> that's what we do with me. Hey, 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 if you want a pretty percent percentage on it yeah but probably so that's what we do with, that's what we do with Lee we, we actually pick up the phone because if we don't he'll just keep calling yeah, yeah so there you, you go you just pick it up that's exactly and right. I'll call even if you don't answer yeah, like you know, because I don't know how to run my phone anyway so Tim when you have 72 applicants how much time can you give to each one? I mean, I'm sure you had a number of well-known coaches that Absolutely. were looking to come you know, here. You know, it, it, it was a situation that, you know, me be, being in the uh, the administrative field, you know, dealing with coaches was kind of my forte, and I kind of looked forward to it. So every day at 1.30, we came together, we looked at the resumes, and we said it was like a slide right, slide left thing. We're going to put these over here and put these over here, and, you know, at the end of the day, we're going to have a, um, a top list to bring you in, and that's kind of how that whole process went down. And I'm assuming with that with as many as you got, the requirements or your expectations of what you want get they go up, right? Absolutely. So, you know, Coach Carter was here for a long time, and yeah. he created a great brand for Theodore High School. So, you know, it, in my mind, I mean, it was bringing in that top brand. Somebody had that uh, that caliber of uh, a resume that you were looking for. You know, Tim, in this day and age of coaches coming and going, you know, it seems like it's rare for somebody to stay too long. But in Theodore's case, I, I go back to even when Coach Douglas was here mm -hmm. back in the 80s, and then Joe Downey was here forever. And then, of course, the, the coach who just left to go to South Alabama spent a number of years here. And it seems like every year this program is either on top or close to it. Absolutely. You know, we still have a great community here in Theodore. Still have a really close-knit community. Puts a lot of pride and passion into our, into our athletics, into our school. So that they're, they're close-knit. They're tied in. They have a voice. They have an opinion on what's going on around here, whether good or bad. And uh, they tie themselves directly into the success of the kids around here. So, yeah, with that being said, you know, Coach Douglas, Coach Downey, uh, Coach Mayor, the Coach Carrier, you know, they, they, they've all been here for 10 plus years. In many cases, when a football coach such as yourself, and you were in this game a long, long time, mm -hmm. then you're given that opportunity to become a principal. Is it a quick decision, yes, that's what I want to do, or do you have to think hard and long about leaving the football field? Well, absolutely. You know, you put a lot of time in football, and it's a 12-month it's a process now that goes 24-7 every day. And, you know, 
being a principal, it's kind of similar to that. So I think, uh, you know, the, the, the transition from being a coach into the administrative world was easy for me as a coach because I'm used to putting in all those hours. And I think when, when the, the, the day stops at 2.30, a lot of days, that's, what, that's when your time starts, you know, as a principal or as a coach or, you know, somebody who's doing an extracurricular activity. So you don't miss the Sundays uh, mm-hmm. in, in, with the coaches going over game film and game planning? Because Sundays it seems to be the most uh, – the day that a lot of coaches are – they spend, like, eight, nine, ten hours in the uh, office. Oh, absolutely. You know, I, I don't miss it now. I, I enjoy more bringing mask in on Monday morning and talk about it. <laughs> How does that working out with you and Steve? Absolutely. Man, he, he is a, a resource that is uh, phenomenal. You know, his relationship building skills are second to none. You know, he brings in the amount of money that, uh, you know, such as redoing that field house from the inside out, baseball, softball, um, you know, the basketball arena right now is fantastic. I mean, all of our uh, – also, not, not to just, just, just mention athletics around here, but, you know, the academic side of Theodore High School is growing. You know, our new logistics academy is coming in. Our uh, accelerated ninth grade program next year is going to take over. You know, we have the, one of the largest uh, Start South programs in the entire district. Dual enrollments within the class, so we're we're we're, grow, we're growing leaps and bounds on a daily process. Will you stay at six A when the new classification comes out? I, I don't see us moving up. I, I, I really don't. Our numbers are consistent right now within the school, and uh, they're not moving in a direction that's going to put us in seven A. Uh, what I, what what's amazing, and we see more and more of as we get out on these high school game days, and 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 I would put Theodore in this category is the community of, of the school of the surrounding areas we see it we, we see it here we and, and i'm gonna leave somebody out so i don't want to name a whole bunch of them but we saw it at mgm lee right we it's just there are communities that just come out come out of the woodwork and football generally is kind of kind of the the, the spark to it a lot but we see it it's easy to talk about and sometimes it gets missed but i think theodore is one of those places where just the the community just rallies around the school, and mostly it's because of football, but it's other reasons too. And it's sure. and I, I know you see it, you feel it, you hear it, uh, you can sense it. I think that gets missed, and that's kind of why I love doing these kind of things because we get out here and we can just kind of sense it. Absolutely. I, I mean, like I said, I mean the community here is entrenched in, in whatever these kids are doing around the Theodore community. They talk about it Monday through Sunday and, you know, leading up to a Friday night. Yeah, I mean, it, it's like a college game sometimes. You're always talking about what's going to happen if we can do this. How can we do this? Well, you know, look at that call he made there, the call he made here. How are we going to do? Where are the kids going to respond? I mean, what are the ramifications of it? I mean, it's, it's exciting to be, be associated yeah. with high school sports now. It's really it, cool. It, yeah, it really is. And I, I think we've got as good a community as anybody, you know, in the southeast. Well, look, I appreciate the bake sale back here. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> Thanks for coming by, Tim. It's great to no see doubt. you again, and uh, we look forward to coming back many, many times. Absolutely. We welcome you to Theodore High School. We're just glad to have you all on campus today. You bet. Appreciate it. Thank you. Mark, I want to again call attention to South Alabama's campus tomorrow. Tomorrow is the Heart Walk. It starts at 8 a.m. at the South Alabama Bell Tower. Uh, they've had over 1,000 community members that will uh, take place in the Mobile Heart Walk. And uh, we hope that uh, everybody will avail themselves to be a part of this. Now, that's just the part of going out to South Alabama. Yeah, because on Monday, we will be broadcasting from the University of South Alabama. 
uh, as the South Alabama basketball teams open their season in a doubleheader against the University of Mobile. So Lee and I will be out there. We are hoping to be out there in Air Sports One. So congratulations to Carlton for the for acknowledging and recognizing what that audio clip was for the name in it because that was indeed Air Sports One yesterday, which is why we are set up here in the performance auditorium and not in Air Sports One. Uh, we thought it might be tough, but we thought you guys would get it because now for the last two days we have not been in Air Sports One. Air Sports One is under the weather. It's sick. Uh, someone did guess, by the way, that it was your Prius starting up in the first cold day of the year. Uh, that is inaccurate. His, his Prius is working just fine. But uh, congratulations to Carlton. You're the latest to qualify. It was indeed Air Sports One struggling to come alive. All right. First of all, the whoever did the Prius, you're way off base. The Prius, it didn't start a couple of weeks ago, but it doesn't make a noise, okay? It, it's, it's, a, it's very quiet. A lot of times you never hear it. I knew that one, Mark. It was the only time I've ever known the name it. And the reason I did, because when I was talking to Matt McCoy and he called me a couple days ago, and in the background he was trying to start up Air Sports One, so I actually heard that noise, yeah. and it was not music to my ears. By the way, there's a lot of Dr. Pepper back here. Is there a reason for that? Yeah, Steve Mask is here. That's why. Uh, all right, so here's what we're going to do. We're going to take a uh, – I want, I want predictions, by the way. Uh, on Alabama LSU. Here are your games for Pigskin Pete's Pick'em's Contest. We will do that at, in our third hour. Arkansas at Florida, Kansas State at Texas, Washington at USC, and, of course, LSU at Alabama. These are straight up, by the way, folks. And then we have uh, NFL Miami at Kansas City, uh, the Rams at Green Bay, and Dallas at Philly. We need to do 6-1 and one or better, you guys. Uh, I'm, I'm going to try to... Um, prop you guys up here instead of getting after you i've asked you for a couple of weeks now that we cannot allow the the night guys to win yet here we are we're still trailing we haven't had a leader all season it's it's we're getting close to the end here we're gonna have to we're gonna have to um raise our game here a little bit so i'll put these in the app for you we'll do that coming up here in hour number three all right we'll come back and uh wrap up hour number one from theodore high school it is the dr christopher monax high school game day mark and lee uh, from the Performance Auditorium here on campus at Sports Radio 105.5 FM, WNSP, and WNSP.com. Stay with us. This is Brad Nessler, and you're listening to WNSP 105.5 in Mobile. And there's a shot from Gunner into the hands and into the end zone of Chris Lewis. wrapping up hour number one here, our three-hour edition of the Dr. Christopher Monix High School Game Day. Mark, I'm Lee Shervaney, and we're on the campus at Theodore High School. want to thank some folks for making this in every week possible of our high school coverage. Thanks to Ward International Trucks and uh, our good friend David Morris over at QB Country. We always appreciate those guys supporting our high schools and their athletics programs. And a reminder to support those that support your kids. Title sponsor is Mobile Oral and Facial Surgery, and my good friend, Dr. Christopher Mullenix, and he's on the line with us right now. Chris, good morning. How are you today? Good morning, guys. Doing well. Thank you. All right. I'm going to fire a question at you that we really have never brought up before. 
to the, let's say, the insiders as to how to deal. This is kind of a decision maker. And I'll use myself as an example. There have been times when I've had an abscessed tooth. So is it better to get the abscessed tooth taken care of or go the dental implant route? Good question, Lee. You know, there's a lot of variables for that. Certainly, abscess teeth are a big part of what we do in the dental community. Uh, modern diet, which is really based on processed foods and sugar, really is high uh, for decay. So uh, most people at some point in their life will have a decayed tooth, and ultimately that can lead to an abscess, which is very painful. Depending on the location of the tooth, the condition of the tooth, the condition of the surrounding teeth would determine what the best option is. Certainly implants are a good option, uh, but really that's something that has to be evaluated by their dentist and or their oral surgeon, or most of the time in concert together to determine what the best option is. But certainly implants are an option once that tooth has been removed to replace it. If the tooth is salvageable, though, we will still attempt to try to salvage that tooth. The reason I ask is it because is it delaying the inevitable that no matter what, when you get an abscess tooth filled up, eventually you're going to have to have a dental implant anyway? Well, you know, certainly that's a high probability. Uh, if you're a younger person and you have a, a root canal and a crown done, the chances of that making it through the rest of your life, you know, as you get older are less and less. Certainly implant longevity is unparalleled in the dental world. We are doing less heroic dentistry on teeth and going straight to implants in a lot of cases. So implants are changing the paradigm the way we think, but certainly there are still lots of instances where you want to try to salvage the natural tooth. Chris, that's the kind of information you can get with mobile oral facial surgery. How can people uh, reach you or your staff? That's easy, Lee. The, the, the best way is just pick up the phone and call us, 251-471-3381. Certainly, we have a presence on the web at mobileoralsurgery.com. It's an interactive website, so they can contact us through that as well. Appreciate you coming aboard. Really appreciate the fact that you've been our title sponsor. Thank you so much, Chris. Thanks, guys. Love what you all do. Have a great weekend. All right, now let's look ahead to the game against St. Paul's. And Randy Larson, the longtime defensive coordinator, is in the Performing Arts studio with us right now as he broadcasts the opening kickoff. Good morning, Randy. Good morning. All right, uh, how is the how's the connection worked out between you and Steve? Because I'm going back on memory. I think Steve's been more defensive-minded. You're the coordinator. How much authority do you have? And, and just take it from there. Uh, I came back here in, in uh, 2020, and we've had a really good run uh, as my four years as a defensive coordinator. And when Coach Mass got the job, uh, he saw my body of work, and he's allowed me to do uh, what I've done over the past four years. Obviously, he's the head coach. He's got the final call, but... He trusts me and, and what I've done and what I continue to do. Uh, and that's try to stop people and just have a brand of football, play fast and physical, and, you know, hang our hat on defense around here. Do you pace your defense around uh, Mr. Pruitt, uh, who, who I guess is – I've heard he's committed to Miami now. I've heard a lot about Bobby Pruitt. Oh, yeah. He's uh, he's one of those, those players that uh, they don't come very often. He's um, – He's kind of multi-talented kind of guy. We can attach him to the box. We can play him at linebacker. We can play him at safety. We can put him in man coverage. He's that kind of multi-tool player that does it all. So, anytime you got a a player with his credentials and you know his stars, 
whatever you want to call those, but he's just a heck of a football player regardless of, you know, where he's going or what accolades he has. He's He's got one of the highest IQs of, of players I've ever had before. So When we talk about facing St. Paul's and their offense, what comes to your mind quickly about their offense? Their offense, they're, they don't make mistakes. Um, Coach Tranchina does a really good job putting them in positions to be successful. Um, they're, they're hard-nosed. They try to run the football, and they're good enough throwing the football. They keep you honest. So they do a good job of putting themselves in positions to be successful. They're not doing things that they're not they're not good at. So. Uh, what do you deal? What do you do with uh, Tank Johnson over there? I know he's a he's a defensive leader, but uh, they tend to move him around a little bit on both sides no of the doubt. ball. Maybe uh, maybe he'll miss the bus or something <laughs> like that. Who knows? But he is the bus, <laughs> no doubt. He's a really really good looking kid, and from all I've heard about him, he's a really good young man. So yeah, he's a he's a really really talented player. Um, they're gonna. I'm sure they're going to put him at the wildcat position, direct snap it to him some at quarterback. So if they've shown a little bit on film, and can't say that I blame him in that regard because he's he's one heck of an athlete. So we're going to have our hands full if they put him on offense. But you know, that's part of the challenge. So hopefully our our scheme and our guys will be ready for it. When you uh, when you get to this point in the season, and you guys are, I mean, obviously we're we're talking about seeding here for the playoffs. How big of a difference is going on the road at this point with, with so much on the line as opposed to being at home? Uh, it's a huge difference. I mean, you take, you have to block out an entire day for, in our case, either a four-hour ride to Tuscaloosa or a four-hour ride to um, Hueytown. So either way, that whole process just gets you out of your comfort zone. You know, yeah. even we're lucky enough where we are in Mobile, our road games are half an hour, maybe an hour away. So the road trips aren't as impactful, but now you go four hours down the road. Now you got to get them out of class all day. You got to get on the bus. Now the bus ride, you got to, you know, have walkthroughs. You have all these things, these stops that you have to do that are just out of their normal comfort zone. And if you know anything about teenagers, anytime you throw them a curveball, <laughs> <laughs> you never know what you're going to get. So, Randy Larson sitting in. I hope you don't mind. I, and being on the defensive side of the football, if you don't mind this overview question, you've already played Sarah Land, and we all know, like they're averaging over 50 points from a defensive standpoint. What kind of a defense is it? Can a team have to shut them down? I don't mean shut them out, but I mean kind of hold them to under 30 or 20. I don't know that any defense can shut those guys out, and really, you can contain them. They have. They have weapons in so many different spots. I mean, obviously, Ryan Williams gets all the accolades. Um, I made this comparison before when I'm breaking down films of, of players. He can touch it and do things in so many different ways. He kind of reminded me when, years back watching T.J. Yeldon. He scored it in every different facet, and he was really, really impactful. He puts his hands on the ball. He's got a chance to go to the house. So you have him. And now you take the, the kid they get from Mississippi, who's a really, really good player. He's one of the top prospects in the state of Mississippi, transfers over. Uh, C.D. Gill is an amazing receiver. He doesn't get much of the accolades he should. So they have they have a running back that's really dynamic, and now they have a tight end that's in the fold. That's, I was watching him just really enamored how he blocks, how he catches. So they had an answer for a lot of things we did because they have a lot of talented players all over the board. But if memory serves me, you're the last team to beat them. Yes, sir. We uh, we got them right here last year, but you know, obviously they got us when it counted in the playoffs. You know, Coach Kelly does a great job. I thought we, you know, did a really good job containing them last year, but you know, now they're a year older. 
uh, one more year under Jeff Kelly's offense. And, you know, they really, they're really, you know, total football team. Their defense is really good. Brett West and uh, Russell McDuffie do a really good job over there defensively. And they got some really good players on defense, too. They, they really are a talented group, and they really play hard. And, and Coach Kelly does a good job. So. Hey, man, we really appreciate you coming by. Wish you the best of luck tonight. Should be a good one. We're looking forward to it, and uh, we'll talk to you soon, I'm sure. Thank you. Appreciate right, you guys. So that's uh, Randy Larson. So we just talked defensive side of the ball for Theodore. So when we come back, we'll see if we can talk a little offense. We'll have some Chick-fil-A for you in hour number two as well. We're expected to be joined by Bobby Pruitt uh, among uh, a couple of the players there uh, for Theodore. Craig Stevenson will join us in hour number three. My colleague at AL.com will uh, recap South Alabama. Matt McCoy looking at me like I'm going to come on the the show, right? And um, and and. Excited you got Craig on. Oh, the jury's still out on McCoy. Uh, and of course, we'll do our picks, pigskin Pete's picks. We'll have a chance for you guys to jump in as well. It's our Dr. Chris Romanek's high school game day from Theodore, right here on the Sports Station WNSP. This is the opening kickoff on the country's first FM all sports radio station, 105.5 FM, WNSP, and on the Sound of Mobile app. The latest sports, news, traffic, weather, and timely guests with Mark Heim, Lee Shervanian, and Michael Brauner. The opening kickoff. kickoff. Here are Mark, Lee, and Michael. Indeed, here we are, hour number two, our Dr. Chris Vermonix High School game day. Thanks for making us part of your morning. Mark and Lee, we're in, well, I almost said it. It's just kind of like muscle memory there. We are not in Air Sports One. We are actually at the Performance Auditorium on the campus of Theodore High School, Mr. Shervanian. And how about I think that? we're performing very well, too. Eh. Yeah, you are. You're off eh. to a good start here. Uh, some headlines, the Battle of the Belt stays at Troy for the sixth straight year. They won their sixth straight. They beat the Jags 28-10. to Three touchdown passes from Gunnar Watson to uh, Chris Lewis. Uh, Riley Leonard did not play in Duke's win yesterday. He is battling a toe injury, and that's on top of the other injuries he's had. So he, he kind of missed the game yesterday. Uh, we had a lot of high school ba- uh, football in this area. Uh, we're going to Baker next week, Mark, and Baker won yesterday to complete an 8-2 and two year. They were down 28-13 in that game. UMS Wright with a touchdown in the fourth quarter to Edge Williamson to keep alive their playoff hopes in that uh, 5A. And Viger also picked up a win uh, to see who winds up going and who stays home. Be listening tonight to the uh, Green and Phillips Pigskin Pete postgame show. Say that three times. I don't know. There you go. Uh, uh, J. Marion Burnett of Andalusia is decommitted to Auburn. The Steelers won their game, and it's time now to thank sponsors like Greer's Market and Cash Daver. Uh, their uh, Apples for the Students program has provided close to $1 million in free educational equipment supplies, participating schools. do want to thank Green and Phillips Injury Law Firm, the Orthopedic Group, uh, LNS Air Conditioning and Rich's Car Wash. We talk defense here at Theodore. Now let's talk offense. Kendall Gibson is the offensive coordinator. What got you to be the offensive coordinator? Your resume, Kendall. How long have you been at Theodore? And did you uh, were you an offensive player in school? Um, yeah, I was. I, I played offense um, in high school. I went to Fort Dell Academy in Greenville, and then went to Troy, and um, 
kind of played offensive line for a couple years, transitioned into special teams, and kind of found my way on the field as a snapper. And then got the opportunity to GA under Coach Blakeney and Coach Brown for a couple years. And then Coach Collier hired me here. And uh, Coach Collier gave me the opportunity to work as offensive line coach and special teams coordinator. And eventually um, the opportunity came and, you know, he hired me as the offense coordinator. So it's been a good run, but it's, you know, the thing about Theodore and our, ki our kids work so hard for us. So, I mean, I'm going I'm to give it to them. They're the reason I got this opportunity for sure. We performed well in the last few years. Coach Blakeney is being honored uh, later on. Are you going to that? I'm going to try to. It's uh, you know, it's in the playoffs, so it's, it's going to be kind of tough. But, yes, I'm going to um, – Miss Judy's reached out to me a couple times. I'm going to try to make my way up there and at least go see him again. Now, did you watch the game last night? I did. I well, did. What were your uh, – obviously you're rooting for Troy, I would think. Uh, I, I what were your observations of that Troy football team against the Jags? John's done a good job. Um, and – and so, I mean, both coaches are, are, have done a phenomenal job. I, I root for both of them when they're not playing each other. All right, let's talk about your offense because, and, and again, correct me with the timeline. Last year, wasn't Cam Rigsby your quarterback? He was. He's been hurt. I think he's, I don't even know if he's, is he back? I know he had the flu, and he was, if he comes back, he's more of a receiver. So what's the transition been like going with a different quarterback but having Rigsby now back in the lineup? Well, Cameron's a heck of a player. Um, I'm glad he's on our team. He's smart. He does, he's always in the right place, and he, he, he can help us in wherever we ask him to line up. And he's an unselfish player, and he'll do that because he's a team leader. Um, Krishan Overton took over in the middle of the Spanish Fort game when Cameron got hurt. And um, young player, gosh, he's, he's, he's done a heck of a job. He's playing really good football just like Cameron. And uh, we're confident with either one of them if they had to, if either one of them had to play quarterback. But uh, Rashawn's done a, a really, really good job stepping into that role as a, as a young tenth grader. And again, he's he's playing really, really good football. Did does it change the the offense though with Rashawn versus what Cam did last year? Um, it it did a little bit. Uh, we were a little bit more RPO heavy with Cameron, um, and we still and we're still throw RPOs, and we still we we run a base offense like everybody else in high school football. Um, but with Krishan, he, he does have the ability to, to really stretch the field with his arm, and so it, it allows us to throw the ball deep a little bit more often there. And, and helping you with the passing game has got to be that, that, that running game, right? I mean, I, I think Braxton has about 900 yards. I, I can't do the math, but it's probably eight, eight and a half yards of pop. I mean, the, the guy goes off, and then you have that, that, that second option with Richardson. That running game has been stellar this year. Really, um, thank you. Um, our kids, it starts with the kids up front, and I take pride in those kids a lot to try to push them. It's an unselfish position with our offensive line. But those backs do run hard. Both of them are, are great players, and, and we have we have two or three more that can run behind them if one of them gets banged up a little bit. So it's a good little stable to have here. That's one thing Theodore's always kind of had running backs. Yeah, and, you know, St. Paul's not giving up that many points. I think it's like 15, 16 or so points a game. So they're, they they don't give you a whole lot of opportunity. So what, what's, what are some of the keys tonight? Being balanced and then kind of taking your shots? or Well, Ham does a phenomenal job. So, um you know, I, I, I loved coaching with him when he was here. He's a, he's a great coach, and he's doing a good job at, at St. Paul's. Um, and he'll have that defense ready to play. So hopefully we show up and we're ready to play a little bit too there. You See, know, you, really, you yeah. heard he didn't really answer my question. <laughs> no, he sidestepped it very well, which means he's had coaching material. That's right. So 
in all my years, when you mentioned the running backs, Theodore has always been a running back school. Okay, that and defense. I every you know I always remember most of the years Theodore keeps the ball on the ground. Do you have a explosive plays in your playbook? Well, I hope so. I hope they all can score. <laughs> um, that's you know we try to call the right ones, and sometimes we mess up too as coaches. And uh, you know our, our, our community is proud. So when, when we're good, they're real happy. <laughs> when we call the wrong ones, they let us know it a little bit. So you were a long snapper. I was. That's that's one of the most intriguing positions because nobody talks about you unless you have a bad snap. Oh, that's right. You don't <laughs> ever want to hear oh right after you snap. That's not a good. Did snap. you ever have a bad snap? Um, I had a really good holder. I did not. No, I, had, I had a good holder. My, my punter had a couple good snags, too. So nothing ever got away from us. <laughs> so do you, uh, you teach? Uh, you mentioned you used to be the special teams coach here. So how, do you have a good long snapper? We do. Um, we have a couple young kids that, are, that, can, that can snap. Uh, Andrew Gay is our center. He does our short snapping. And Wyatt Wade does our long snapping. Both of them have, have really gotten... Uh, a lot better over the years, and both of them are former so, snappers. I guess as a long snapper, your biggest fear, I mean, the stuff that keeps you up at night, like night sweats, <laughs> is not hearing toe meat leather right after you snap yeah, it, right? Like, if you don't hear good. that sound, uh, panic sets in, I got to believe. That's right. You, you don't want to hear, like the, like I said, the, the, the everybody's here, and then, ooh, right yeah. after you snap. That's not good. <laughs> That's not good. Something went wrong there. Did you also long snap on punts? I did a little bit. Punter, um, punter ever drop one? No, I, he, like I said, he was a he came from uh, Mississippi Gulf Coast. His name was Will Scott. He uh, he's from Loosedale area, and he he did a heck of a job. He snagged he snagged a few for me. Hey man, thank you so much for stopping. I wish you the best of luck, man. It's gonna be a good one tonight. We're we're really looking forward to it. But we appreciate you getting up early with us. Thank you so much. Yep. Uh, we have a couple minutes. You guys want to get in on the South Troy game? You can. Uh, or uh, Alabama LSU this weekend. We hadn't had a whole uh, lot of chance to, to talk about it, but. Um, look, South Alabama, I think 0 for 9, 0 for 10 on third down conversions really hurt. I thought Lopez, I thought with the change in quarterback, Carter Bradley was announced that he wasn't going to play right before the game. I really thought the change of pace at quarterback threw Troy for about a quarter until they could adjust to what they were seeing. But, man, you got to convert third downs. Uh, I thought the defense, uh, I, I thought, played well. There were a couple plays in there, especially at the end, man. They, they got to stop, but then – you know, uh, Troy converted. They got down to the one-yard line. I'm not entirely sure he got in. I think they, he broke the plane. But they didn't really replay it from the pylon, which is what I really wanted to see. But when they gave up that last touchdown, it was it just made it so tough. That offense is so limited. I think Lopez is going to be good, Lee. I really do. He's just so young. Uh, they had trouble getting the ball down the field and pushing it. Uh, but we talk about it all the time. Colin Lacey is just, uh, just a stud. Um, and... Lopez did make some really good plays. There was a fourth down conversion to start the fourth quarter. I thought was pretty impressive, and then and then he comes back right away and hits Pritchett with the um, who came back to the ball. So they were doing some really good things, but um, it just wasn't enough. I think 0 for 10 on third down is going to kill you every time. Troy, since they were beaten on a hail mary in the Appalachians game, they have not lost. Yeah. They've won six in a row, seven and two. Uh, for the Jags now at four and five, which you do the math, it's kind of easy. They got to win two of their next three to be bowl eligible, and there's no guarantee you get into a bowl even at six and six. Although I would think you would, because it seems like every year bowls are looking for teams because there aren't enough to fill all the slots that are needed. 
But I'm with you. I, I really like watching Lopez. Now, look, I would have preferred, you know, obviously Carter Bradley. And I'm not sure that would have made that much of a difference because Troy's defense is really, really good. But for a first start, and in, on a, let's say on a Thursday night nationally televised game in hostile territory, I thought Gio Lopez handled himself very well. I yeah. really do. And that you cannot, in my opinion, you you people can, but I would not blame that loss on on the changing quarterbacks. You people. All right. There's my, that, that, there's my your, movie your people. That's, your people. That's my movie reference that Matt Matt got. All right. Thank you. Thank you, Matt. That's why you're here, just to laugh at my bad jokes. So appreciate you. All right. Let's get you scoreboard traffic and weather. Uh, we're going to talk to a couple of players here at Theodore coming up in about 15 minutes. Craig Stevenson, my colleague at AL.com, he covers South. He was at the game last night. We'll get his thoughts at 8 o'clock. Steve Mask is going to join us at some point as well. We'll give our picks. We'll give you a chance to jump in as well. It's our Dr. Christopher Monarch's high school game day. Uh, Mark and Lee, we're on the campus of Theodore High School. It's Sports Radio 105.5 FM, WNSP and WNSP.com. Seven twenty-two. Welcome back in the Dr. Christopher Monarchs High School Game Day. Mark, I'm Lee Shervanian. We're broadcasting from Theodore High School. All right, let's uh, start off this uh, segment by talking to well, one of our favorite people when they cater delicious food. That would be Alec Naiman from Naiman's Catering. By the way. Um, Speaking about tailgating, as we continue to qualify, uh, keep listening next week because we're going to get a winner a week from Friday. And let me tell you something. You have got to get involved because he does the best when it comes to tailgating, as we're going to find out in our household tomorrow. Alec, good morning. How are you today? Hey, I'm doing great, guys. How about y'all? So, uh, we you can't go, go Jags yet because they played last night. So what's going to keep you busy this weekend? Well, you know, we're already into just about the holiday season here. We're, we've got a lot of things going on this weekend, so uh, weddings and uh, a few corporate events and stuff like that. But, hey, we already got our holiday menus out, so if you want to put your family package or your corporate uh, lunch, uh, lunch in your office during Thanksgiving here, give us a call at 473-3900. We've got a lot of options that you can have for your office or for your home package for your family and stuff like that. But, you know, also we're taking calls for our Christmas parties and stuff. And, of course, Christmas time is only so many Friday and Saturday, which most people like. So you better go ahead and get on the books now if you want something for Christmas and that kind of stuff. But y'all have a great weekend, guys. I, you know, it's um, I, I'm going to give you my gold jags anyhow, you know what I mean, even though we played last night. And, uh but anyhow, y'all give us a call, 473-3900. Look us up on the web at namelesscatering.com. And, of course, give us a like on Facebook because we like that kind of stuff. Hey, guys, y'all have a great weekend. Hey, All thank right. you, Alec. We appreciate it. I uh, want to thank some folks making this uh, day possible and every uh, Dr. Christopher Monix High School game day. How about uh, the Mobile County Sheriff's Department? We appreciate them coming aboard and supporting high school athletics, uh, Coastal Alabama Community College, and, of course, our good friend, All-State Agent, Kenneth Morgan, thank you guys for uh, supporting not only high school football, 
but uh, high school athletics in the communities in which we travel to, and a reminder for you guys to support those guys that support us. You know, Alex has been so generous to our stations, you know, when they have the turkey trot uh, going on in, in the zoo, our sister station, it's those turkeys and the hams that he supplies. He told me, I think he's going to be joining you tonight at the McGill Tooling Game. How about that? Yeah. All right. Uh, he, as he finished up with Go Jags, that's where we're going to be Monday. Yeah, so uh, really looking forward to it. The plan is to be in Air Sports 1 uh, uh, Monday at, uh, at the University of South Alabama. We will be previewing the uh, season opener for both the men and the women's basketball teams. They're playing the University of Mobile. Uh, we have not been on campus at South for a few years. We went out there for uh, prior to a football game. It was a lot of fun, so we're really looking forward to, to hanging with those guys on Monday. Obviously, we'll be recapping the Alabama LSU game. And so I joined Matt Moscona yesterday in Baton Rouge, and we were talking about the game, Lee. And so here's my here's my here's my my issue here, and I'm having a difficult time trying to decide who I'm going to pick later because LSU's offense is so good, it's going to be the best that Alabama has seen. You wonder how many stops can they get, but you try to balance that with the fact that LSU's defense is so atrocious that you figure Alabama will score enough to keep pace, but what gives first? And so that that's that's my... Oh, I've, this is easy to pick. I've got Alabama all the way. Well... Do you want to know why? Because you're an Alabama fan? No. My wife is hosting an Alabama LSU party. Oh, even better. You've you got about 15, 16 people. Do you think I want them coming into my house and say, why did you pick LSU? I don't want to hear it. So I'll go with Alabama. Wow, that's, that's something that's Lee Corso some, would do. That is some in-depth Real in-depth analysis Absolutely. right there. Lee, can I come right. to that? Yeah, Michael wants to come to the party. You do? Yeah. You have nothing better to do? I, not if I'm invited to your house. All right, well, I'll invite you, but we don't serve raw milk. Mm, that's okay. What do you <laughs> serve? Uh, from what I've heard, there'll be things a little more, let's say, you got to watch your take, your intake. Liquid refreshments. Oh, okay. It'll be flow. They'll be flowing. Uh, Why don't I'm you? Interested. Can I? Broder's definitely coming now. Now Broder he's coming. Come. Yeah, he's oh, coming. Michael, you're more than welcome. But I, there'll be a lot of noise. Uh, I don't know if you want to watch a game with so much noise. The, the interesting thing is, the women are downstairs and they're watching a TV. The guys are upstairs, and the TV downstairs is ahead of the one upstairs, so you can always tell what's going on because they'll either screaming <laughs> good or bad. Hey, man, there there ain't no party like a Trevanian party because the Trevanian party don't stop. That's right. I want to come now. I'm, I might you know, crash. You can come. I might crash. All you guys, you can all right, come. All right. All right, so. Bronner, I'll pick you up, man. I'll what, pick you up, Bronner. So where do you live? Give me your address real quick. What is it? Oh, sure. I'm going to say that on the air. Yeah, right. <laughs> I think we've all learned a valuable lesson here. If Mama well, ain't happy, nobody's happy. What That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Matt's been to my house. I have. Equipment. I, I, I've been to your house. I've never been in your house, but uh, I've stopped by. I was so, only allowed in once, so very, very briefly. I got a question for like you, the Matt. Dog. You, yeah. just come in once. you know, this time of the season, and it's not just me, a whole bunch of people, allergies because of the temperature and everything. Is right. that what happened to Air Sports 1 because of the, <sighs> it's just having a difficult did, time did with we play allergies? the allergies? Yes, did we, we did. We played the audio. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's yeah. coughing. It's even worse now. It, it literally just, it, it will barely even crank. But look, I will give a little shout out to, Muddy, uh, to Mike at, at Buddy's, uh, automotive and service because he's coming out this morning he's taking new batteries on site to the bus and putting them in on site where it where it it, it died so we're assuming it's the battery we're, we're assuming it's the batteries and you know what happens when you assume yeah 
All right. <laughs> All right, so quickly, Lee, because we're going to a break, what's that address again for folks that, yeah. that want to come to the party? Uh, let's Will there see. be a bounce house? So, look. <laughs> it's, uh, it, it's, it's Sweet E, 1000, Howard Dolphin Street. I knew it. I knew he was going to give the station address. I knew it. <laughs> so have fun when you go down there. I don't know if anybody will be there. Man, Jane's tough. Don't try to get past Chick-fil-A. I could eat there seven times a day. Where the people laugh and children play. Oh, I'm in love with Chick-fil-A. All right, you hear the music. That can only mean one thing. It's 732. Welcome back in. The Dr. Christopher Monix High School Game Day. Mark and Lee, we're at Theodore High School. And Lee has a trivia question for some of your daily fried deliciousness. Christian McCaffrey of the 49ers has scored a touchdown in 17 straight games going back to last year. To get that Chick-fil-A gift card and take it away from Mark or Brauner, name the player he is tied with right now. It goes back in history. I will give you a hint. He played for the Baltimore Colts. <laughs> and he had the record until McCaffrey hit number 17. So if you know the answer, 694-1055. You know how people get accused, old people get accused of living in the 80s? This dude's living in the 60s. 50s and 60s. I started man. with the Beatles today, right? Know, in the man. 60s. My goodness. All right. You realize 60s was like 80 oh, years ago? Great time. 60 years ago. Huntington Learning Center, thank you so much for coming on as a sponsor. Will Barnes and the Barnes family at McDonald's Restaurants. Also, uh, Rich's Car Wash and Greers are among our sponsors. Our uh, two guests, let's first of all let them introduce dun, themselves. Dun, dun. Let's go to you first. Say it again. I, I got your mic. Okay, go ahead. Uh, Levante Richardson. Um, I'm a linebacker, running back, and I play for Theodore Barker. And your number is? Four. My favorite number. It's my favorite number. How about you? You got Cameron Pruitt, uh, number six, linebacker, safety receiver. Uh, played for Thule High School. Right now, man, commit. You're sticking with it? Not <laughs> <laughs> changing your mind? Oh, no. All right. What got you interested in Miami? Uh, the weather? The, nah, it's just the people up there. The people are nice. Good people, good coaching. Really draw myself out there when I was up there. So. I might, yeah, Chick fil A. Did either of you know the answer? If you do, I'll give you. Did in, did you all either know at any point that Baltimore was the Colts? No, that's no, what I was teaching you. We, we've gone from the Beatles to the Colts. Yeah, I'm sure I'll find something else. All right, Navante, you've had an interesting year uh, taking over at the running back position. You had one of those breakout games, like four touchdowns a couple of weeks ago. Let's talk about your progression as a running back. Uh, well, me coming in and running back at first, you know, I was a little slow coming into it, not knowing the plays. But, but Braggs, the running back that got hurt, he helped me coach me up on the plays. And then from there, it was just the offensive line and me hitting the holes that they made for me. Are you an inside runner or are you more speed outside? What do you like to do? I like to run inside. Well, Bobby, Bobby, <laughs> he's looking at you. What's going on here? There's something going on. What's what's the deal? He want he want to be an outside runner, but he knows he's an inside runner. I can do both. He just hey, I can do both. Can you tackle him, Bobby? Yes. No. Easy. Yes. No. One thing. No. All right. You two are you like brothers or something? Are you close? Me and I, uh, <laughs> me and Vontae have been knowing each other since we were four. So four we, years old. Four years old. We've been playing the same team since we were four. Is that why you're wearing number four? 
<laughs> so he came from four. He was at uh, he was at the Bayou at first. I was at Westmore Beer or TA. Yeah, we came together, played with each other, then we went all the way up to high school with each other. So, <laughs> so you, we were talking about your four touchdown performance, but the the only it might be more impressive. That's not even the most impressive part. The more impressive part is the dude rolled up two hundred and sixty four yards, right? I mean, it, it were you tired? <laughs> it sounds exhausting. <laughs> well, I mean, I mean, on the first run, I was tired because I never. Never had a run like that before in my whole high school career. That was what my second touchdown. What was, was that? Was the seventy-three yarder? Yeah. Yes, sir. Yeah. Uh, but after that, man, you, you just got to have a sense, right? Like, like things are yes, going sir. well. Just, just feed me, get me the ball, right? Yeah. Well, you know, that's how he is too. Like when we know our offense is going slow, we tell coach to get us the ball. Yeah. You do. You go. You tell Steve Mask. What does he say? He like, sometimes he's like, probably going to save you, going to save you. Or he'll be like, all right, again, that's tough for Gibson. They throw me in now. Bobby, uh, you know, in, in this day and age, most teenagers from experience, you know, when you have a dad, you know, they the, the kid's kind of like, eh, what do they know? Has your dad, Eldridge, been a big part of your life in football? Oh, yes, sir. It's been a big part. He taught me uh so the coverages, like I knew the cover three since I was like six. So the cover three, <laughs> cover four, I knew all that already before going to high school. So it's, it's easier for me to do stuff. Did he ever coach you? I'm talking about any game, you know, game situation. Obviously, maybe around the house. Yeah, he, he he coached right now. Did a, he still coach? He had me out and coach. He been on the sideline with me. Uh, he been doing that since part ball. Because usually, you know, there are a lot of times when teenagers say, ah, what, a dad doesn't know anything. But do you, you have a lot of respect for your dad knowing he played pro football? Yes, sir. He, I'm trying to get where he was at. So I'm listening to him because he's been there. I haven't. So. Uh, talk about tonight's game. Obviously, this is a huge game uh, for, for seeding purposes in the playoffs. There's all this extra stuff going on. Some guy named Mask returning back to his old stomping gown. Some, we might have said something about that. How much of that part of the game or, or, or have you all kind of acknowledged, or are you just trying to, you just trying to focus on the, on the game at hand? Well, us, us knowing that he used to coach at St. Paul, and us knowing how he wants us to play, that we don't want to not necessarily make him look bad, but play up to the standard that he has came over and set for so us. So you guys want this one for him as, as much as anything, is what it sounds yeah, like. Yeah. 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 Okay. I, I, I like this. I, I think this is going to be a good one, Lee. This is going to be fun. Bobby, when Eric <laughs> left and Steve, well, you didn't know Steve was coming in at the time, um, and, of course, you're looking down the road to where you're going to go to school and things like that. What was your thought process then? I mean, have things changed dramatically with the defense or with the program with Steve taking over for Eric? I would say not dramatically. I'd say about just a little bit. Because normally Coach Carter coach different from Steve Mads, but it's it's similar ways. So I take Coach Mads and Coach Carter coaching kind of together. So I think Coach Carter, when he coached me when I was in high school, then Coach Mads I put together to make it. You said you play wide receiver too, right? Yes, sir. Does, do, have they thrown any passes to you? I, I scored a touchdown against Sarah Land last week. Against Sarah Land? Yes, sir. What did you do? Did you go over to Ryan Williams and flash the ball in his face or <laughs> I, something? I, I, I was too busy. I was too busy trying to get on defense. Nah. <laughs> I, <got like, laughs> I was too busy trying to get on defense. I scored a touchdown right next to the sideline. Ain't stopped nowhere. Bobby, what's it like playing defense against Sarah Land these days? <sighs> It's it's uh it's fun. I say I have a lot of friends and cousins over there, like KJ, great quarterback. I respect them a lot. Ryan, all of them, good people. I've been around them for so long. 
But it'd be fun and competitive. Talk a little trash a little bit, but that's it. In practice, uh, I think I asked you this question already. Devontae, can you just run him down, run him over him? Have you done that? I tried. I tried, but nah. Nah. <laughs> nah. I tried. I tried plenty of times. Nah. How many touchdowns are you going to score tonight? Well, I went for four. I said when I scored four touchdowns, I said before the game I was going to score four touchdowns. You said that? Yeah, I you said Did it. anybody hear you? No, he told me. Yeah. I, oh, that's it. So you can I confirm. Him, I told him I was going to score at least four touchdowns. But Now, how many times has he said that in the past, though? Is that he, the first time? It's the first time. All right. All right. That was my first game. No, I no. played running back Baker game. But no, the first game that was my first game. Him. I played it the full, like, full game. Bobby, I used to broadcast Theodore games years ago, probably before you were born. I saw one of the greatest linebackers ever in this area. His name was C.J. Mosley. He used to get about 20 tackles a game. Did you ever get to 20? I got so close. I got to, like, 16. I would miss I O-Block game 16 tackles last year. I ain't never got to 20 yet, but I'm hit it, though. I'm here this year. Can either of you do a uh, Steve Mask impression? He good. He good. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think I can do it. I'm thinking. He was like, I can't do it. <laughs> I, can't I'll, I'll, I can't think of it. I can't think of it. Let me see. Let me see. He like, I just picture, like, when I hear I just picture the coach that used to coach at LSU. What, what's that coach's name? Orgeron? Yeah, him. When I picture it, that's what I picture. I mean, I mean, that, that's what wow. I picture. And in breaking news, Theodore's running back has been suspended for tonight's game for mocking his own head coach. <laughs> All right, so, Levante, your biggest superstition on the field? Um, it's either getting blindsided. That's mine. No, like on superstition, I could like. Do you have to wear the same gear or this oh, or that? Yeah, you know, okay. yeah. Superstition. Uh, oh. Either getting ready for the game, or do you have the same meal every single time, or do you chew gum before? What did, what, what what would fall into that? Bubblelicious. Mm. Let me see. Let me see. Oh yeah, we eat Subway. Like ah, not nah, I, I have to eat Subway. He do the same thing. I have to eat Subway before every game. Oh, so you, you should be doing commercials then with uh, <laughs> Barkley and Mahomes, right? Yeah, before this, well, this has the season started. We've been eating Subway for every game. We never switched it up. That's just. That's the team that's meal? No, no, no. That's just our routine, what we've been doing since last year. So we just kept it going. How about yours? It's Subway, and uh, I say give you like a Gatorade, my two Gatorade. Yeah. So I've been drinking it down. Man. Uh, what's y'all's first class today? What do y'all got? First uh, class? I got science. I got uh, economics. Oh, so y'all want to hang with us for another hour or so? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, guys, we really appreciate y'all coming by. Um, it, it was a pleasure having you guys, uh, Cam and Devontae. We really do. Uh, I know it's a big game. I know you guys are excited. We've had this one circled for... Uh, for some time now. I know you guys have too, but uh, y'all been great sports. We really do appreciate it. Best of luck, not only this week, man, but uh, throughout the playoffs and in the future. And uh, we see you in Miami. Yeah, there. <laughs> All right. Uh, we appreciate it, man. Um, Lee will write you a note to get out of uh, economics and Yeah, good luck science. somebody trying to read it. That's the beauty <laughs> of it, dude. You can tell him it says whatever y'all want it to say. He, he, at, can you read that? I'll give you a, yeah, exactly, right? <laughs> See that? That's This is fantastic oh, no, radio, by the way. 
That's an L. I know that. That's an L. <laughs> <laughs> hey, guys, this is not an eye test. Not an eye chart. Uh, well, let's hope you can find the running back tonight. Oh, oh okay. Bit. There it is. Bit. There it is. Bit. Oh, here we go. It just got real in here. Guys, I love Subway, too. <laughs> oh, now he's on me. What's your, what's your favorite? Uh... What a cold cup. I get the cold cup when I go there. How about you? Mine's custom made. Yeah, he just, he just put everything I put on like pepperoni, bacon. See, no. Man. No. Peppers, I, I'm just, it's, when you get to Miami, it's just screaming for an NIL deal, man. <laughs> <laughs> They're going to name one after you. <laughs> That's awesome. All right. Hey, guys, uh, get to class. We don't want to get you in trouble. We appreciate it, man. Best of luck, and uh, we'll talk soon. All right, uh, one uh, final segment. We'll wrap up hour number two in our three-hour edition of our Dr. Christopher Mullinex uh, high School Game Day. Stay with us from Theodore High School right here on the sports station, WNSP and WNSP.com. Hi, this is Luis Gonzalez, former South Alabama Jaguar and Major League player. You're listening to WNSP Mobile. Welcome back in, 747, wrapping up hour number two of our three-hour edition of the Dr. Christopher Monix High School Game Day. Mark and Lee, we are on the campus of Theodore High School. want to thank all the fine folks out here. Also want to thank some folks for making this happen. Thank you to David Morris over at QB Country. Obviously, he's a big supporter of high school athletics. And Ward International Trucks, a reminder to support the businesses that support uh, your kids. Time now for the Miller Lake Golf Report. And to that... It's time for John Ricchetti. John, last week there didn't seem to be much going on in the links professionally. What about this week? Well, I mean, the PGA Tour, obviously, we're back in action down in Mexico. Uh, Cabo San Lucas uh, uh, playing on Tiger, the Worldwide Technology Championship where Tiger Woods designed that course. Tiger Woods was down there this week. uh, but to get to the leaders, Cameron Piercy, who shot a 10 under par 62 yesterday, where scoring was a premium. Uh, you're looking at uh, Robbie Shelton shot a 2 under par 70. He's tied for 73rd place. So I got this cut coming somewhere at 4 to 5 under par, which is kind of low on the PGA Tour for a cut. But there's a slew of players. Like I said, round two is underway down in Mexico. And I uh, got a pretty good field there. Tiger, as I mentioned earlier, Tiger Woods was on site. Um, and uh, apparently uh, he says he told Stuart Sink this week that he's been practicing. So that has opened up the media floodgates. Of what's he practicing for? There's still a spot in his tournament uh, at the Hero World Challenge down in the Bahamas. Uh, there is a spot open down there, so speculation maybe he'll play, and that's going to be in a month's time from now. But then you got the PNC Championship where he'll play with his son Charlie in the middle of December. Maybe he's practicing for that. And then obviously the new startup, uh, GDL Tiger Woods League, uh, the GDL League, which will start up in January where uh, cities uh, got tour plays on tour pros on that. They'll hit in a simulator uh, down in Florida and telecast it. Uh, throughout the thing, so interesting to see. We'll get more updates uh, later on, but it looks like Tiger Woods is apparently starting to practice, and uh, it looks like he's anticipating some sort of a comeback. 
Very good, Johnny. We appreciate it and look forward to talking to you on Monday. Have a great weekend. All right, guys. Have a great weekend. So, you know, like in any great act, you always have the first act to lead into the star. Right. And so we were able to book John Ricchetti to lead into our next guest. You know what uh, it was? Is I didn't even see him coming. I saw the Dr. Pepper can coming through the door. What if he had had to, what? Steve Mask is going to join us. Steve, next time. Bring in a different can just to throw him off, okay? Just to, even if you don't want to drink Wait a minute. just come in with, I don't know, another brand, Mountain Dew or something. Well, it wouldn't take much to throw him off on anything. Yeah, well, that's really good. Uh, you're not here 30 seconds and we're going to start already? Yes. By the way. Well, we got set to ground, uh, ground rules. So, okay, speaking of, you, you probably have to do some disciplining of your kids. Because I heard them. You heard them? Are we doing extra stadiums before the game or are they just not going to play? Um, um, I'll go plug. <laughs> I can help you to that. They're going to play. Where'd you, get, where'd you get a tan like that? It looks like. Or well, you go to one of those heating tan beds or something. That's about like a coffin. I'm going to be there for long anyway, so no, I don't go to the coffins. Uh, I'm a son. You know, I'm a son worshiper. Well, you look but, good. Uh, you look good. Well, thank you. I it was great to have you. You guys need to be alone because I can... You can uh, the picture why you might leave and make yeah, the show really, go Yeah, really. <laughs> Anytime you want to leave, be my guest. You We're know, in the Performing Arts Building. And who, who had these headsets on? These things? None of these kids got heads this big. I got a big old head. <laughs> well, it's all that hot air in there, man. Let's trade. Yeah. <laughs> so are you expecting a standing ovation tonight when you go back to E.E. Delaney Field? Uh, I just hope I'm standing. Yeah. Looking forward to going back. You know, it's uh, uh, I'm, there's a lot of great people there that, that mean a lot to me. I've said this several times over the last couple of years. And decided about taking a good theater or Bobcat team there that's decided to go play. And, uh, you know, just – just looking forward to a really good night. All right, let me ask you this. Since you've been back to Mobile and you have a very good relationship with Ham Barnett, obviously, and, and others there, have you actually been back to campus since? Uh, not actually. I've not been there uh Bar to case paint, paint one day, but uh, well, that, yeah, that, we, that constitutes. That constitutes it. Did you have to pay double or something? Or? <laughs> you know, I, I think that the guy that I borrowed it, I not have to get it back. I want my paint back. I want my paint back, but no, I haven't really spent a lot of time on campus. It's uh, uh, for no no different reasons why and why not. It just hadn't worked out that way. But uh, uh, it's it's uh, it's it's going to be interesting to say the least. But. Uh, you know, it's it was more important than me going back and taking these two busloads of kids. Yeah, so we you know we talked about it. Obviously, we had this one circled from the start of the season, based on just you returning there, right? right. That was going to be a huge story, regardless. But now you throw on top that this is a huge game for seeding purposes. You guys are both in, but six A region one. I mean, this is. I mean, we're, we got to make travel itineraries next week, and there's a big difference, right? Oh, there's a big difference, and and I'm glad you said that, Mark, because this, and this, all the coaches say this, but really and truly, I mean it sincerely. It's this is. Uh, it's important, but it's more important for those Theodore kids yeah. about whether or not we go play back where I used to coach. And uh, uh, I, I don't want that to be uh, anything. It, it needs to be the most important thing because it is the most important thing. Yeah, people thing. like and, us are going to make it the biggest right, thing. Right, right. You know, but I've been lying if I say I hadn't had circle two, you know, sure. because uh, you stay somewhere for 13 years, you get a chance to go back, you want to take a, a, a quality product with us, and I will assure you we have a quality product. And uh, we have great kids at Theodore. The community has been great to me. The, uh, the administration, Tim Hardegree, all the things that, that you would hope for 
and a football job is right here in Theodore, Alabama. And nobody's more happy to be here than I am, I can assure you that. What's it going to be like in the pregame? Are you going to go over and talk to Ham, shake Well, I hand? hope so. You know, we, uh, no, he's bigger than I am, but he's a lot better shape than I am. Well, the second part of that statement's true, that's for I, sure. may, I may be bigger than he is, but uh, I can assure you one thing, I can run faster scared than he can mad. So uh, <laughs> uh, that, that won't be a, an issue. But, no, Ham and I have got a great relationship. Yeah. We, were, we brought Ham on board. And he did a tremendous job for us as a defensive coordinator and is a, a really good head coach and is going to be a great one. I'm not saying he's not a great one now, but uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's been friendly. It should be. I hope it's friendly with everybody because, you know, I hope it's not real friendly between 7 and 9 30, but uh, uh, I look forward to visiting with Ham and Robbie Baker and other people there that, that, that we will see tonight. Shane Sullivan, the AD, who was our visit coordinator. So, yeah, there are familiar faces there. You, uh, you're about ready to wrap up your first full season, regular season. Put a, put a spin on it. What kind of a year has it been for Theodore and you? I think for me personally, it's just been outstanding. Like I say, you know, when you when this job came open and, and, and Eric and I talked, and, uh, you know, it was one that, that I coveted because I think it's that good of a football job. Uh, the, the tradition in this community is just unbelievable, and they expect winners. And you want to coach somewhere that expects winners, and, and we've got good players and got good assistant coaches. And, you know, it's been an up-and-down year. I think the expectations may be, uh, I thought, were uh, going to be high, and they have been high, and uh, we've had a few bumps along the way. Uh, uh, we've got three losses. We weren't expecting that. We were expecting to win them all. But we've lost to a good Baker team who went into Birmingham last night and beat Mount Brook. That says a lot about them. And then uh, us in Spanish Forest had offensive football back 25 years. It was 3-2 to two with two minutes to go in the game. And, and we were responsible for all five points. We gave yeah. up a safety and kicked field yeah. goal. Yeah. And then they scored late to beat us. And then obviously we played a really good Sarah Land team last week. But uh, we played good football. You know, I think the last six weeks we played the best football we played all year. And, and this is the time you want to be peaking. So, yeah, Lee, it's, it's, it's been more than I expected, and I'm very, very happy. What were the biggest obstacles you had to overcome to get everybody on the same page? Well, because for one thing, uh, uh, not an obstacle. It was a, uh, it was a blessing. Eric Carter's a great football coach. And uh, Eric Carr had a great run here and, and, and did not try to uh, emulate a lot of things that Eric did. His personality and my personality are very... Uh, different in a lot of ways, but in a lot of the same ways they are. We, uh, we both believe in, in hard-nosed football, and uh, uh, I don't know how to approach coaching kids on a daily basis. My day's different, but we didn't have to change a lot. Uh, and maybe, quite honestly, uh, not changing a few things with the way that I approached it, not the kids approached it, might have caused us some problems in, in the Baker game because I think that uh, everybody assumed because they Theodore had made the semifinals last year that we would just walk out against Baker and just pick up what we take off. And unfortunately, in high school football, that doesn't happen, or any football for that matter, but especially in high school football. We got about a minute here. You're going to hang with us in hour number three. But you know, when you when you dive into tonight's game, it's interesting because I think both Theodore and St. Paul's kind of average about the same amount of points a game, kind of giving up about the same amount of points in the game. Is it as simple as just being able to control the line of scrimmage and? And making the most of your opportunities is—I mean—is that going to be the difference in the game right there? Uh, I think that's it. And, and, and people forget this: Ham was a defensive coordinator at Theodore. Yeah. When we hired him, we got him from Theodore. So Ham understands the kind of kids that that we're bringing, and I understand the kind of kids he's bringing. So, uh, and, and to your point, 
every every coach will tell you at any level that the game is won up front. You know, the uh, the guy that gets the ball and crosses the goal line gets his name in the paper. But uh, everybody knows or should know that uh, however the offensive line plays, how the running game goes, and then obviously if you can stop the run, it it, it boils down to your defensive line. So be very similar in a lot of respects. All right, so uh, Coach is going to hang with us here. We're at Theodore. Uh, coming up in hour number three, we're going to kick things off with Craig Stevenson. He was at the South Troy game. We'll get his thoughts on uh, that. Uh, we'll, we'll visit with Dave McCrary for a minute. Uh, Steve's going to hang with us, make some picks. Uh, we'll, we'll get your picks. Pigskin Pete's Picks uh, contest is coming up. I've already put the games in the app. Guys, we're going to have to do better. We're just going to have to do better if we're, if we're going to win this thing. Uh, we got to get to 6-1 and one or better, and uh, we're just not there yet. So we're continuing to hammer away at that. So it's going to be a busy hour, number three. I want to thank all the fine folks here at Theodore for having us out. Steve Mask is going to stay with us. Uh, continue with your comments in the app at WNSP.com. It's the Dr. Christopher Mullinex High School Game Day uh, right here on the sports station, WNSP and WNSP.com. I'm Mark Heim. Lee Shavanian's in the house. Uh, Matt McCoy's here. Miss Yancey showed up. It must be a party. Uh, and, of course, uh, you guys. So we appreciate you hanging with us. Stay with us on a Friday edition. is the opening kickoff on the country's first FM all-sports radio station, 105.5 FM, WNSP, and on the Sound of Mobile app. The latest sports, news, traffic, weather, and timely guests with Mark Heim, Lee Shervanian, and Michael Brawner. The opening kickoff. kickoff. Here are Mark, Lee, and Michael. Hey, welcome back in, 8.05, hour number three. Thanks for making us part of your morning. It's our Dr. Chris Ramonix High School game day. Mark and Lee, we're on location at Theodore High School. And we will be uh, talking with Steve Mass throughout this hour. He'll join us when we do our SEC picks, talk more about the game with St. Paul's. Do want to thank sponsors for our game day at Theodore High School, including uh, Will Barnes and the Barnes family of McDonald's restaurants. Also, um, Nancy Casper for allowing Huntington uh, Learning Center to be a part of our broadcast, along with Greer's Market, celebrating their 107th uh, anniversary of serving the greater Mobile area, and also Rich's Car Wash. Before we get back to Coach Mass, let's talk to uh, Craig Stevenson of AL.com. He attended the Battle of the Belt game, won by Troy yesterday. Craig, thanks for joining us. Good morning. How are you today? Oh, doing all right. Thanks for having me. All right. Uh, before we get to the nitty-gritty, what did you think about the performance by Gio Lopez in his first start at Troy for South Alabama at quarterback? Uh, I was impressed with him being a freshman. He's certainly more mobile than any quarterback they've had in a long time. He made some plays that he was able to keep the – keep alive with his legs really really impressed with his poise uh obviously his his elusiveness you know he he is not the downfield thrower that carter bradley is and that's really a lot of what south alabama's offense is predicated on and you know on a short week it was really a tough ask for him to go in there 
on the road against uh, you know the best team in the in the Sun Belt West for sure, and maybe the best team in the Sun Belt to uh, and pull out a win. But yeah, I mean, you know, future his future looks really bright. Um, but you know, again, a, a tough tough task in your first career start. So push come to shove, what caused South Alabama to be on the short end of the score? Yeah, well, I, again, the Carter Bradley injury obviously took a lot out of the offense, I, but you know, the, the, it was going to have to be a low-scoring game, and for for most of it, it was. Troy had two really long drives, one right before the half, and then of course one in the fourth quarter to put the game away. Really, you know, they did score the one last touchdown, but you know, the game was over by that point. Um, you know, and then situationally, South Alabama just didn't get the job done. They're over ten on third down. You're not gonna win when you're over ten on third down. I did think Kane Wilmer got a little conservative, and you know, I even mentioned to him in the post game. Uh, you know, they they didn't go for it on some fourth and one and fourth and twos like we've seen them do in the past, and I think a lot of that was. That's a lot to ask of a freshman quarterback, but also he's a defensive guy and wanted to put it on his defense, and, uh, you know, they just weren't up to the task for it. Yeah, Craig, I, I thought Lopez was great. And, in fact, I felt like it took Troy about a quarter, maybe even a quarter and a half, to kind of figure out what it was that he brought to the table, and I thought they kind of adjusted. Um, I'm with you on the third downs. Things got really interesting there to start the fourth, though, and I know because you were there, so you saw it, but you get the um, you get the fourth down conversion to start for uh, the fourth quarter. Then Lopez, I think, hit Pritchett where he came back to the ball, and they're kind of cooking there a little bit, but I felt like yeah. by the end of the game, I just thought like Troy's uh, O and D lines kind of started controlling tempo and kind of controlling uh, the trenches there. Yeah, I agree with you there. And yeah, I, I asked one of the, the Troy defensive players after the game who they prepared for, and he said they prepared for Bradley. They didn't. They had no idea Lopez was going to start, and like you said, it took them a little while to adjust. But yes, that had some momentum. That that really uh, wild play where where Lopez threw the ball down the field and Perch yeah. came out of the end zone to get it at the, I guess the three yard line. Uh, and and you know they had first and goal, but they had a they had a, a penalty that pushed them back, and then of course. Yeah. Um, Webb got stuffed on on third and one, uh, and they had to kick the field goal. But yeah, Troy, Troy's a good team, man. You know, and and they have been a fourth quarter team all year. I think their last five games they've outscored opponents ninety to eight in the fourth quarter. So, uh, you know, nothing. Uh, you, you figured if <clears throat> excuse me, if South Alabama couldn't get a significant lead, that uh, Troy was going to wear them down eventually, and they did. All right, tell me about Chris Lewis. I didn't know much about him. The Kentucky transfer made two fabulous catches, the three touchdown passes. Yeah. Has he been that kind of offensive weapon the entire year? <clears throat> well, he uh, he doesn't catch the ball a lot. I think he's only got 18 receptions this year, but he averages about 24 yards a catch, and he's had several big plays. Um, I'm trying to remember. He made a really great one-handed catch early in the year, so they kind of use him in uh, you know sporadically. But he's just a huge mismatch problem. I don't think there's anybody in the Sun Belt that can cover him one-on-one just because of his size. And you know, he just the the the, the uh, post pattern that he caught uh, for the long touchdown. He just used his body to to get between the defense defender and the ball. He said after the game, he said on a play like that, it's either I'm going to catch it or nobody's going to catch it, and that seemed like what happened every time they threw the ball to him. Uh, he's from Pleasant Grove in the Birmingham area. Uh, when John Summerall was at Kentucky, he recruited him up there. He got up there and just kind of, I guess, got caught in a numbers game. But you know, watching him last night, uh, I can't believe that he's not good enough to play at, at Kentucky or some other schools in the SEC because that guy looks like a future NFL player to me. 
Craig Stevenson from AL.com on the uh, Jags loss yesterday at Troy. So what is where South Alabama now? Where do they stand in, in your mind? They're four and five, three games left yeah. to go. Uh, just give us your opinions as to whether you think this team can get to six wins and how tough are the next three games going to be? Yeah, they, uh, you know, they're optimistic that Carter Bradley can be ready next week for Arkansas State, which is uh, at home. And uh, you would think they, they should be able to win that game, Arkansas State, better than they have been. But I think South Alabama is probably better. Uh, then they play Marshall, which is a team that is a little bit disappointing, like South Alabama as well this year. Uh, they've had some key injuries and have struggled here. Uh, recently, so if they, you know, I think they take a four-game losing streak into Saturday. So if they can, they can win those two, then you're you're bowl eligible. You go to Texas State, the last game, which is a very much improved team. Um, you know, may win that one, may not, and you know, then you're just kind of counting on the uh, on the bowl uh, lineup. And you know, there may be more Sun Belt teams than there are spots, but there may be more uh, bowl slots than than six win teams in the country. So. Uh, you know, it would not shock me to see South Alabama maybe playing in the in the uh, the 68 Ventures Bowl in Mobile. I mean, you know, that that's a possibility. Uh, but you know, they they've got some work to do before then, obviously. Craig, before we let you go, by the way, uh, follow Craig on X at Craig Stevenson. That's C R E G and Stevenson Stevenson with a P H. So. Oh, I don't know how else to ask this question. They're 0-6 against Troy here, man. Uh, there have been coaches yeah. in the state have been let go for not beating their rivals in a, in, in a quick enough yeah. span. I'm not suggesting that. Uh, Kane, I, I know, 10 wins last year. Um, but but how much of an emphasis do they put on this game, or do they? I mean, they're 0-6. No. Yeah, I think, I, I think they definitely do. I think that, uh, you know, the game in 2020, I think if, obviously if they win that one, Steve Campbell probably would have gotten another year. And if they hadn't gotten even blown out the way they did, he might have gotten another year. But, um you know, uh, it, it's rough, obviously. There have been some extenuating circumstances. Uh, you know, uh, Jake Bentley got hurt two years ago. Uh, you know, Damon Webb was hurt last year. And then, of course, obviously, Carter Bradley. And, you know, last year, it, looking back on it now, last year was obviously the missed opportunity because they were in that game and uh, yeah. had a couple of chances to make some big plays down the field and, you know, had one called back and one dropped and one was overturned by replay, I think, and, you know, they win that one. Obviously, it's a different conversation because they win the West and maybe win the Sun Belt. But uh, they definitely have to prove that uh, 2022 was not an anomaly. I mean, you know, this has been a disappointing year. There's no question about it. And obviously, losing to Troy again is not uh, the kind of thing that's going to leave a good taste in your mouth for 12 months. Hey, man, we appreciate you jumping aboard. No, it was a long night last night. How can people continue to read your coverage of all things South Alabama? Yeah. AL.com slash USA, and you mentioned the Twitter handle. I usually post everything there, so I appreciate it, guys, and I'll uh, see you back in Mobile. Yep, you have a safe trip, man. We appreciate it. That's Craig Stevenson, yep. ladies and gentlemen. Good report, too. Uh, he didn't come all the way back. He kind of stayed midway. Good for and, him. You know, otherwise, we may not have had him on. Steve Mask sitting in with us for this hour. Steve, you, you know, you and him, Barnett, close relationship as far as working relationship. Is it tough to prepare for uh, St. Paul's? because I'm sure a lot was going on when you were there, Ham was there. I mean, is this kind of a similar to when you left St. Paul's as to the way they're going to play? Uh, no, they, obviously, defensively, they continue to do a lot of things that, that we did together there. And, uh, you know, offensively, uh, the new coordinator, they're doing some things a little bit different than what we did when we were there. But uh, you see a lot of similarities to what Ham's doing with the entire team that uh, – 
that we did together, and uh, and he's taken it and evolved it and, and and put his own spin on it. And you can tell the thing that you do see, the kids continue to play hard. You know, the topic of conversation in football these days is stealing signs. So I'm wondering, does he have to change a lot of what he does because of your familiarity with what happened or vice versa with him with you? I don't know that at our level especially. I mean, sometimes I'm just trying to make sure we got 11 on the field without worrying about why somebody's wigwagging over you know, there. That's, and, that's a very uh, that's know, a key, that's, too. That's, getting that's, you know, if, uh, there's but that's not your worry, is it? Don't you have a coach that takes care of that? Uh, he better make sure that his 11th guy gets on the field. But, this, you know, I don't put a lot of stock in that. I know uh, – uh, I, I laugh about it here. Our offensive coaches here think that <clears throat> people are watching him, and we got about 17 guys over here wigwalking and everything. And I said, which one means anything? I don't know which one it is. But, you know, I think to, for that to really play a part, you've really got to study that thing. And it's like baseball, what's the indicator, you know? And, uh, again, we've got 40 seconds to try to figure out what we're going to call and to make sure we're going to make this substitution. Uh, I think if you get into your somebody's head, uh, uh, they're going to be in this different front, or they're going to run this. They run something totally different what you think was going to come. After about 10 seconds, you said, I don't hear that crap. We're going to do what we're going to do. So I don't know. I think it's a shame what's going on with Michigan. You know, I think that's obviously got the forefront of everything. And I want to back up something. The Lewis kid that uh, Craig was talking about, he played for us in the Alabama-Mississippi game, and we played against him when he was at Pleasure Grove. That dude can play now. I think Craig's right. He's an SEC receiver. Really talented. Really talented. All right, so here's what we're going to do. We're going to do a sc uh, scoreboard traffic and weather. We're going to catch up with Dave McCrary over to LCM Motorcars. Uh, and then, uh, you know, we try to bring you the best guests possible, best analysis. When those people aren't available, we just have Steve Mask hang out for, with us. So. Hurtful, just absolutely hurtful. You started it. Um, you know. Uh, I, I would also like to present this can of mini Dr. Pepper to you, Coach. It's so good to have you back. And right, we, Thank you so much. You know, I'm glad you show up every time because Paul Lee does the best he can. You at least bring a little class to the program. <laughs> and, uh, I, I try. I, no, I try. Lee, Lee does, but obviously mini me over here, he struggles with his things sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Speaking we, of minis, I mean, he brought you basically Dr. Dr. Pepper shots like no, that. No, no, Line them up. Right. I don't know how big the refrigerator is in his office. I don't. I don't. Look at him. That's it's all pretty, I can it, afford. It's pretty uh, big. It's pretty big. You the man. I play. <laughs> Stay with us, Pony. I'm sure I got a Chick Fil A sandwich card for all these years. Back at this. Thanks, man. Hi, this is Juan Pierre, former South Alabama Jaguar, former MLB player, and you're listening to WNSP. The opening kickoff continues on WNSP, and it's time to highlight the cars of the week with David McCrary at LCM Motor Cars in Theodore. David McCrary, LCM Motorcars, LCMotorcars.com, joins us here on WNSP. Mr. McCrary, sir, the weather has changed, fall is upon us, and I have to believe there is new inventory on the lot. There is. We've got a great truck inventory right now. We've got over 20 trucks on the ground, uh, anything from a, a 98 model Ford F-150 step side all the way up to late model three-quarter ton, one-ton duallys, half-ton trucks. We've got crew cabs, extended cabs. I mean, we've got a bunch of trucks on the ground yeah and uh the calendar's changed in november so it's the holiday season and i know you guys will even guarantee you you'll wrap a little bow on it too right absolutely i've got bows everywhere let's go 
<laughs> All right, when's the best time to come see you, and where are you guys located? We're on Highway 90 at Plantation in Theodore, one mile south of I-10, exit 15A. You can give us a call at 251-375-0068 or go to the website, lcmotorcars.com. Should be pictures of everything except maybe one or two. And uh, if you want to see those, call us. We'll text you some pictures. Yeah, and David, I tell people all the time when we talk about LCM Motorcars, like you don't you don't try to sell folks a car. You try to help them buy one. There's a big difference there. There is. We got a good group of guys that's been doing it for a long time, and it's not high pressure. I mean, we're just. I mean, when you come to see us, you obviously are looking for something. So we just try to guide you through the process, and if we've got the vehicle that you like, um, we'll make it happen for you. Hey, man, we appreciate everything. Uh, have a great weekend. We'll be in touch. All right, buddy. Have a good day. Yep, that's Dave McCrary, LCM Motorcars, LCMMotorcars.com. A reminder, too, go on their social media, Facebook, uh, especially. They're always putting their inventory on uh, on Facebook. And here's the best part. I've told you before, if they don't have what you're looking for, tell them exactly what you need. They'll go get it. I've seen them do it. It's actually pretty impressive stuff. So uh, go check out LCM Motorcars and LCMMotorcars.com. Guys, it's that time of the day. First one to get Bronner on the phone at 694-1055 will represent the opening kickoff in our quest to be the superior show on WNSP. I know for some people that's like being the, the tallest short guy, but that's okay. Up for grabs, a couple of tickets to the SEC championship game for you, and a Chick-fil-A platter for the winning show. Uh, you know how this goes. Seven games straight up. Four college, three NFL. Be 6-1 and one or better to dethrone Bill and the victory is ours. Guys, we have underperformed. We are not following the process. We have to take it one game at a time, one play at a time. Do not look at the end result. Be concentrating on who's going to win each of these games. Bronner, let me know as soon as we get somebody on to represent us. I know with great power comes great responsibility. The weight of the opening kickoff is on your shoulders. And Ellis is the person Who's going to take us to the promised land? You ready for this, Ellis? Yeah. <laughs> the enthusiasm is contagious. It's contagious, Ellis. We really do. He's pumped for this. Yeah, all right. Okay, so these are straight up now. Here we go. Uh, Arkansas at Florida. Let's go, Ellis. Florida. All right, Kansas State at Texas. Texas. Uh, we got Washington at USC. Washington. LSU at Alabama. Alabama. All right. We're going to the NFL now. We got uh, Miami at Kansas City. That's that 8.30 a.m. game in some foreign land. Uh, Miami. Rams at Green Bay. Green Bay. Dallas at Philadelphia. Uh, Philadelphia. All right, man, I got you at Florida, Texas, Washington, and Alabama. I got you Dolphins, Packers, and Eagles. Ellis, I hope you sleep well because I will not. You will have me up all night. I got faith in you, though. I think you're going to make it happen this week. All right. All right, man, stay on the line. Let's make sure Bronner's got your information. We wish you the best of luck. Steve, I hope right, your you. pep talk is more inspiring than <laughs> Mark's introducing Ellis. Uh, I hope it's a little more meaningful uh well you know mark immediately went to 
this is what you got to do. He, he, right. he, he put some negative thoughts in it to try to yeah. uplift Ellis. He, yeah. You know, this is the pressure on you. You got to perform this way. But I want to spot one seven up there now. That's a pretty good pitch. That could deflate somebody's confidence, you know, when you start with the uh, the low esteem. You see, but that's the, that's this is where y'all get it wrong because I know our audience. Oh, okay. We are me- our opening kickoff listeners. They're mentally tough. They well, can take tough love, hard coaching. Oh, really? They're not pampered. How come none of them were in the lead then? Because we're not concentrating on what we need to concentrate in order to be successful. Oh, that's what it was about. You want to to get him focused on the task. Exactly. It is all about building up I think you woke Ellis up. I think you woke Ellis up. Well, we didn't call him. He called us. (laughs) (laughs) The alarm went off. All right, so uh, the bright side, he woke up to your show, though. Yeah, right. He right. woke up to your show. Uh, I'm sure the alarm went off, and that's what he. That he. That's what. Uh, do you guys? Do you guys? So, if for anybody that has like old school alarms, you all like have it set to WNSP because that's probably not a great thing. That the first thing you hear in the morning, no one wants to hear an alarm go off. Well, Mark, I like you a lot, but you're not the first thing I want to hear in the morning. <laughs> <laughs> Anywhere like in the top you ten. Know, you're not even. Not in the top not ten. Even, you're not even in the hell choice the top ten. Steve, if I had a dollar for every time I heard that, I wouldn't have to do this show every morning. I'm, I'm sure your wife's not going to hear you the first thing in the morning. Hey, now, now it's a party. Now it's a party. Absolutely. Yes. Uh, speaking of wives, congratulations. Thank you. Thank How about you. that? We have not seen you since you uh, became a married man. Yeah, it's uh, it's been great. It's uh, Lana's a good girl, and she's you know, transitioned from muscle shows this way, and uh, it's not been a lot of fun for her trying to put two houses into one, but I use that old card. I got to go to work card, and I'll be home later. <laughs> so, uh, it works. That's it works. Yeah, for, for, for a few weeks, Steve. Yeah. Let me tell you, don't don't, don't don't extend it too far. Uh, if you come to our house, the uh, you know going to a lot of places, you know the house smells bright and, and clean. You smell a lot of cardboard. You walk in our house. He's Steve Mask. We're at Theodore. It's the Dr. Christopher Monex High School game day. Uh, want to thank some folks for making this possible. Uh, Kenneth Morgan, our Allstate agent, we really appreciate it. Mobile County Sheriff's Department, and of course, Coastal Alabama Community College. Thank you guys for... Again, the Dr. Christopher Mullinex High School Game Day continues from Theodore High School. Mark Heim, Lee Trevanian, Steve Mask, Matt McCoy, Nancy Jackson. Everybody's here. It's a party, Lee. Why not? Early in the morning? What a great way to start the weekend. You, you love parties. Simone's got nice breakfast treats over here. So yeah, who's, who's responsible for that? We want to thank them. Simone Phelps. She's our athletic department secretary. Does a tremendous job. And uh, she's a Theodore grad. Uh, uh, lived lifelong uh, community liver. So she lived in community all her life. She really loves Theodore. She does a great job for us. You know, they have helicopter parents. They kind of hover around kids, right? Mm-hmm. This dude's a helicopter snacker. Dude was just hovering the whole day, like as well, soon as the door opened. He's the only guy I know that carries a rating guy around with him wherever he goes. <laughs> Are you talking about me? No, we no, never talk no, about no, you, not Lee. Surely, no. Never. Uh-uh. Rating snacks? Yes, no. I'm such a heavy eater. You know you misinterpret. I thought. All right, let's. I didn't uh, misinterpret some of our sponsors like Green and Phillips Injury Law Firm, the Orthopedic Group, 
LNS Air Conditioning and the Huntington Learning Center. And a big thank you to Greer's Markets and Cash Saver because they're the title sponsor for tonight's biggie, Theodore St. Paul 650 on WNSP. Matt, you ready to go? Are you? Oh yeah, absolutely. I'm trying to get Bronner to, to send me the, the notes. I'm trying to get you know propaganda. Of from, course, uh, from Bronner. Bronner. Yeah, yeah, he helps me out. Spouse out influence, huh? God knows, I don't know anything. So yeah, I need well, all the help I can get. Hey, I've known you about ten years. That's a pant by now. So <laughs> you don't have to explain anything. What's great about this is listen to the way he breaks it down because he does an amazing job. Air quotes for those with radio vision about making it sound like it's coming right off the top of his head. So it is. Great. Yeah, it is. It's this has got to come. Alabama will win because they are averaging 21.2 points. I just said that. Hey, this has got to come from your heart, man, not from, from your cell phone. Yeah, but, yeah, but I don't mind. Okay, fine. All right, I got you, Coach. All right. Yes, yeah, sir. but you still have to put the cell phone down. Yeah. Sir, yes, sir. No, I, I, okay, I'm going to put it down. I'll set it down. <laughs> We're not going to pick this game, but I do want to mention that tomorrow at LAD, the Port City Classic, Alabama State and Grambling. Put on by the uh, Mobile Sports Authority, so that's the second game, the college game at LAD. So hopefully we'll get a good turnout. Well, Danny Corder does a good job. He does. He? he really does. Yeah. All right. Uh, in the SEC, let's start out with Arkansas at Florida. Florida at home is a six-point <coughs> Steve, you want to start it out? Well, at least we get some reasoning and then get to the funny funny guys. <laughs> well, the reasoning is yeah. who's going to call plays at Arkansas. Good oh, they fired. They fired off as a coordinator last week. Danny and so, and, and Florida is, is, is obviously both teams got talent, but I'd have to say Florida just based on uh, on where they are in the program. They play much better at home than they oh, do on the road. I was going to say, yeah, what trying, to, trying to go into the swamp there in Arkansas, especially without an offensive coordinator. I've got the uh, I got the Gators <laughs> all the way. If I can't use my cheat sheet, I'll just steal from Coach. Yeah. It's <laughs> <laughs> a good start. Hey, buddy, when they're out, look about. That's darn right. Yeah, Invitation. watch out with the word cheat these days. Yeah, right. It's rampant. Yeah, I'm so sorry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I won't, hey, I'm going to hide my signals. You'll be <laughs> Good, because I didn't know what Mario and Luigi meant, so I'm just, whatever. Uh, no, Arkansas, this is the fifth out of six games they're on the road, man. They're wow. done. They're spent. Uh, Florida's going to do just enough to win and cover. They're going to win by about a touchdown. I like Florida. Here. I like Florida, too. All right, we go to Texas A&M at Ole Miss. Ole Miss, Steve, is a plus three. Well, I tell you, Ole Miss can score, and Texas A&M's had a hard time scoring. Uh you know, the lane train, i, I got to go with Ole Miss because of the offensive side of the ball. Yeah, Lane, Lane's been – he's been, been struggling. I mean, he really has for, for the much-touted uh, uh, offensive, you know, prowess that he was supposed to be. And, and again, you got him going to Ole Miss. I'm going to say Ole Miss wins this one, too. See, I've lost without my notes. I sound ridiculous without my notes. No, man, you, you, sound got, the whole, you got the whole – You sound normal. <laughs> Maybe, I don't want to may, sound normal. Maybe you better go into your alter egos. Uh, I might have help. to start doing impersonations yeah. to save my butt. Yeah. <laughs> All right. You want to you give it a shot now or you want to come no, back? Good. No, that's fine. I'm going to go with what Coach said. I mean, you're good at, <laughs> I'm gonna go with what Coach talk, said. You're good at talking and saying nothing. It's actually Look, quite the line a, looks too easy given Ole Miss is 5-0 at home. 3-1 <laughs> <laughs> in the ATS against the FPS teams. Uh, <laughs> good resist. No, you're right. So Lane Kiffin's offense, uh, highly prolific. Uh, Texas a 
A&M will make some stops. I think this is going to be closer than most people think. I don't think there are going to be as many points scored. I don't know what the over-under is, but I bet you it's, uh, it's going to be about a 40 or 45-point game. I like, I like Ole Miss to win by about four, like 24-20. Pretty good appetizer for the day, the 11 a.m. game, Texas A&M and Ole Miss. I'm going to go with Ole Miss. Yancey, do you need him back? I mean, he's just taking up space. And, or, or you right. wanna, what, do you want to come do the picks for him? Yeah, you can read just like I can what Bronner's. Okay. All right, Steve, fine. Rich Rodriguez has done a pretty good job at Jacksonville State. They're 7-0. and the, uh, Aren't they the Gamecocks also? They are. So they're going to take on the South Carolina Gamecocks tomorrow. They got South Carolina at uh, 15 and a half for this game. What do you think? Well, first of all, I don't know how Jasper Studs can be able to play because it's on a Saturday instead of a Tuesday or a Wednesday. I know. That's, <laughs> yeah, yeah. They, they rarely play on a Saturday. They're going to be disoriented. Well, big time. Uh, of course, I've said closer than experts thinks, but I would think the SEC team would win in the end. But you got them by 15, over 15, 16 points? I, I, I think, truth, I think Jasper State will cover the spread. Ooh. Don't don't Ooh. don't go put your uh, Beamer's gonna go money break on. Oh point. man, yeah. can we can we do the denanut denanut? Yeah, uh, no, no. yeah. Jasper State's pretty good now. I mean, they had a great year. Well, they eight and one or something like that. Are they ball. eligible this year, or they still have to sit out another year for they, a bowl? They, they're not eligible for a bowl. Then right. Marshall, not Marshall. Who's the other one? Madison. Madison. James, James Madison, Madison with an undefeated yeah. record. Are they? Were they at? Where are they in South Carolina? Or South they, Carolina. Yeah, I'm. I'm going to take the Gamecocks, but I, I think that which one? The yeah, that's why I'm going with the Gamecocks on this game. Oh, way to go, man! Say they win, Very and good. and they cover the spread. Very good. Yep. That, that that's the kind of expertise. That's the kind. Of, yeah. That's the kind you, of. You didn't need your phone for that. That's the hard hitting <laughs> stuff you get from me. Through. <laughs> You made, Lee, you made the call of the day I'm asking done. Matt to join us today. You're really <laughs> no, I, I think I made the bad call of the day. I, yeah. When Coach the sideline my phone, it really kills me. See, I, Yance, I have nothing. Nancy kept telling me, get him away from here. Like get him our, away from here. So I had to take him. Over there. You leave her alone. I had to, I had to take him. <laughs> I didn't want him to feel out uh, undesired. Thanks. Thanks. Oh, well, well Thanks. trust me, he's used to that, too. My, yeah. Uh, so many levels. What are we talking about? South Carolina. So, look, Jacksonville, South Carolina's been hit and miss in the passing game all season long, but Jacksonville's not very good against the passing game. I think South Carolina gets enough done here. I think the SEC athlete will wind up wearing down Jacksonville State. Not only do they win, but they cover. I'm with you, Steve. I'm going to take uh, Jacksonville State in the points. I don't know what's wrong with the South Carolina team this year, but they expected a lot better year and it hasn't gone well. All right. Tennessee at home is a 35-and-a-half point pick over Connecticut. <laughs> Do they cover Tennessee? Uh, yes. U- UConn is formerly or better known as you can't. <laughs> <laughs> he stole my line. He totally stole my line. Like Sorry, that. buddy. Yeah, he totally stole it. <laughs> yeah. There's Jim Moore's coaching there, isn't he? He is. Yeah. I don't think it's even going to be fair, especially at home in Tennessee. I think they beat him and they covered the spread. And they're trying to make a trying to make McCoy's a statement. hunting. Yeah. I love it. <laughs> yeah, Tennessee covers this. I got Tennessee, too. Good one at 2.30, the CBS first game on their slate. Actually, I think they also have a game at 11, but I don't – I think it's like Air Force or somebody playing yeah, somebody. But anyway, you got uh, Missouri at 7-1 and one, ranked in the top 20 versus number two ranked Georgia. Georgia at home is a 15-and-a-half point pick. Steve? And we'll cover. Georgia's hitting her stride. I think if you might watch them because wow. Florida at all last week, Georgia's – you know, they haven't had to play 
at a really high level yet because the way the schedule's falling for them. But they had to play last week in Jacksonville. They looked pretty damn good taking Georgia. Yeah, I'd have to go with what Coach said since I have really nothing else to add to that outside of the fact that, uh, yeah, I think they've really hit their stride. I think you, know, you nailed you it when been, he said you that. Know, you would have been a lot better off like on that bus. Is there, an echo in this, is there like an echo in this place? I think they'd be a lot better off if you'd be able to work on that bus. Dude, so this would be like us going to see yeah. in, in the zoo studio and be like, oh, yeah. we're going to play a song now and yeah. it's going to be great. Yeah, right. I like That's that a great song. song. Great song. That's why I rely so much on Bronner and, yeah, and Coach is taking it away, so I'm just going to go. You know uh, what? Yeah. To help you, do a different voice so people won't know it's you. Okay. I can do that. I will alert them that still you, though. <laughs> what happened, Mr. Hunt? Nothing. Oh, okay. I, I didn't All know right. if you were going to break in. No, no, I can't. If you want me to, I can do a different. I mean, voice, we're so you know? off no, the no, rails. No, yeah, yeah. Go do, ahead. Do Mark. Do Do Mark. Yeah. Whoa! Hey now. <laughs> Pause. <laughs> it ain't that kind of party. See ya. All right. That's about yeah. all I got. So. What do you get? Uh, what are we doing, Georgia? Uh, so, Georgia. So, no, I, I actually, I think Georgia wins because they're just the better team. But I don't think they cover this. I think Missouri plays well. I think they play inspired. I love Drinkwitz. I love the energy. I think, uh, but it's not going to be enough. Georgia wins. I like Georgia and the points. I'm going with Georgia in the 15 and a half. Auburn travels to Vanderbilt. Uh, let's see, 12 and a half for Auburn going into that game, Steve. Uh, Auburn. Cover, cover against Auburn Vanderbilt. Covers. What's the number? What'd you say? 12 and a half. 12 and a half. I, I heard you. I wasn't listening. I, I, I have no to say, surprise. it's the same thing that I say every week. You know, you root for Vandy. You think this is going to be their year. They're going to be competitive. They're going to actually start matching up, and they don't. Plus, Auburn is going to come in there, what, 12? Yep. 12 and a half. 12 and a half. Yeah, yeah. I say they win and they cover. Win and they cover. So I'll get stat for you, Lee. Here's my stat of the day. Ready? Yes. Uh, 3-0 when getting to 200 passing yards, all right? But Vanderbilt has allowed over 200 in each of its last six games. So not only does Auburn find its offense again, they win, they cover the game. See, that's what I'm looking for. I'm looking well, for I stuff like usually that. Usually that's what I get yeah. on my phone, but I can't now because I, I, Coach took it I, away from me. How did you get through college? Or did you even make it through college? <laughs> I did, actually. I got, a, I got a bachelor's degree in communications and a minor in theater. Really? <laughs> that says a lot. <laughs> right Steve, uh, here at the Performing Arts, is there any yeah, right here. Yeah. Hey, for a couple of me, we'll name a sucker after you. Oh, yeah. I'm down with Can that. you break out into little guys and dolls or something? Uh, no, I'm trying to think uh, off the top of my head. No, you got me. You got me, man. All right, whether Vanderbilt or Auburn steals Vandy signs or not, who cares? I like <laughs> Auburn, and I like them better than 13. All right, Kentucky at Mississippi State. Kentucky, Steve, is a three-and-a-half-point pick to beat the uh, Bulldogs. Uh, Kentucky, and a very low-scoring game. You know, Mississippi State's pretty good on, on defense. They struggle with the quarterback position with the uh, Rogers kid been hurt all year. But I think uh, Kentucky uh, – Played pretty good for a while. Did that beat Tennessee? Tennessee ended up winning. But I'm going to take Kentucky. You know, Matt, this series is tied at 25-25. So who gets the upper hand? You know, you, you took that stat right out of my mouth, Lee. That's exactly gross. what I was about to say. so gross. Yeah, right about to say. Right right next to the little quiche that Simone put be, up here. And that's before you brushed your Those teeth. Those things so are yeah. delicious. Those yeah. things are absolutely delicious, Wait, by the way. Wait, he brushes his teeth? 
N- no, floss? that's a big, yeah. Oh, of course, oh. Uh, you got to floss. Sounds like a monarch spot. Absolutely. Anyway, what game? go from floss. What game? What, what games are we talking about again? <laughs> Kentucky. Right. I say Kentucky, Kentucky wins. You should follow Kentucky. back. Yeah, okay, thank you, yourself. Coach. Thanks. I got my phone back. Thank you. Thank you, sir. I'm going upset alert here. I think Mississippi State takes Kentucky here. I don't. Uh, yeah, I don't think Kentucky's pass rush is very good, and I think uh, Vanderbilt uh, exposed some things. They're actually Vanderbilt is the only team that hasn't connected on at least 65% of their passes um, against Kentucky. So I like Mississippi State to go in there and throw the ball a little bit, despite what Steve Mask has said. Because what does he know? He's only been coaching for longer than I've been alive. Sure. Wait a minute. How old are you? How old do I look? I don't say. <laughs> That's funny, because I was going to tell you how old you looked. Oh, man. Oh, I tell you, I'm 67. Oh, man. How long have you been coaching? What? How he long said, you how long you been coaching? Wake up, wake up. How long you been coaching? 43. Ooh, it's close. It's close. <laughs> I ain't gonna lie, it's close. I've coached in five different decades. Yeah, amazing. well, I've been alive in five different decades. 70s, 80s, 90s, 2000, 2010. What was your favorite decade? Hey. Which one do you remember? The, my favorite was this one, because I'm still in it. <laughs> <laughs> Mississippi State leaning upset. I like Kentucky. All right, we saved the best for last. LSU, Alabama. It's a 645. It gets started on the zoo at 330. Correct. I know that. I appreciate that. Thank you for. Dynamite drop in. Yeah, really. (laughs) Proud of you. He's not the best color man in the league for nothing. That's right, buddy. Mark, does he get paid to be here? Yeah. Yes, which is the weirdest thing. I usually drive the bus, but the bus isn't here. He gets paid if there's no bus. Yeah, you only get paid to bring the bus out. What are you yeah. doing? Uh, well, because I knew Coach was going to be here, and I wanted to welcome him oh, back. Oh, no, like, I know why. I'm he's... like in Will Ferrell, like, what, like, what, are you, like, what is he doing here? I don't know what he's doing. Ma! He, 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 he gets paid. <laughs> the Milo! Just to bring this here, this little curtain. This little. Uh, Which yeah. you didn't want to put on the table. Off, I, yeah. I, I don't. Anybody can see it anyway. He trips over it. All right. <laughs> True. LSU at Alabama. Steve, you want to get it started, and then you can hear your mimic, your <laughs> mimic over here, the puppet. Uh, uh, Alabama's a three-point pick to win this game? Alabama will win. And uh, they will play great on defense. They've had two weeks to prepare for this thing. And uh, offensively, they'll do just enough. And uh, in front of 101,000, I'm taking the Crimson Tide. You know, I was listening to this guy earlier, and he was giving analysis about this, and he said it's going to come down to the offense versus the defense, meaning that? yeah, meaning LSU's offense versus Bama's like defense, and how many times Bama can stop that high-powered defense, or uh, yeah, the <laughs> offense, right? So, it, it, because Bama's got, uh, because they have a terrible defense over at LSU, right? So, it's going to go back and forth, I think, and it comes down to the key stop for Bama. Can they stop them enough to win it? So, I say Bama wins, and they uh, 31 to 24, and they cover the spread. That's, that's my take on it. That's, that's, oh, that's what you said, said earlier. Yeah. That's what you said I, I, earlier I, I, in the I'd 6 like o'clock hour. I'd like to say that a little bit more efficiently. Uh, <laughs> he recorded you. He just read everything. I just said. literally wrote it back. So, yeah. so we've seen Alabama run the ball efficiently, efficiently right? So we've seen them throw the ball efficiently and well done. But we've rarely seen them do it all at one time. And I think that's what it's going gonna, it's gonna to take. Now, this team has improved dramatically from week to week. The pre-snap penalties are down. I love the way that Jalen Milrow has evolved. He still does not make the go through the progressions, though, and he doesn't find the check down quick enough. He, he ignores some of them a little too much, right? So to your point, which was originally my which point, which is your point, which earlier. is everybody's point right now, is as bad as that LSU defense was prior to the injuries, they're worse now in the secondary than they were to start. 
So can Alabama score enough points against a really bad defense to keep up with LSU, which is the best offense they will face? Now, the flip side of that is Alabama's defense is going to is championship caliber. Will they get enough stops? I think they will because that one because they're at home, and two, despite the fact that Alabama doesn't play the revenge card, they lost last year. That one hurt. They don't forget that kind of stuff. Saban will have them ready after a bye week. I think they do just enough to get the win. And as other people have said, they've punched their tickets to Atlanta. I got Alabama, and we don't have time for more analysts. I'll do that at noon. We'll almost <laughs> no, we do. We have plenty of time. I do now. want to uh, alert everybody that you can watch the game at Baumhauer's uh, Victory Grill tomorrow with all the rest of the SEC and all the other games. Uh, they'll have 75 TVs. And, Mark, uh, I should mention, in addition to Alabama and LSU on the zoo, uh, NSP, us, we're carrying Missouri and Georgia tomorrow. How about that? Uh, after Kansas State and Texas. Yeah. Some pretty uh, good games. So tomorrow. here's what we got. One final segment. We'll close up shop. Steve Mask will kick us out of here. Uh, we'll get a quick preview of tonight's big game with St. Paul's. And uh, we'll come back and thank everybody and uh, let you know where we'll be on Monday. Whether or not we'll be in any specific vehicles remains to be unseen. Do, do we get to keep the snacks, Coach? Do we sure. Get, oh, that's awesome. I'll make you a plate, Lee. Oh. <laughs> I feel, I, I feel <laughs> trying to wake up with that dissertation he had around him. I'm still, I got more. I'll I got serve, more. I'll serve him at our party tomorrow. <laughs> Fantastic. Good idea. Dr. Christopher Monex, high school game day from Theodore High School at Sports Radio 105.5 FM WNSP and online at WNSP.com. One final segment. This is George Pada, bench coach of the Houston Astros, and you're listening to WNFT. All right, 8.53, one final segment of the week. We want to thank all the fine folks here at Theodore for having us out and also quickly uh, for making all things possible here on the Dr. Christopher Mullenix High School Game Day. Thank you to Ward International Trucks, and thank you to QB Country and David Morris and all the fine folks out there uh, for coming aboard and supporting high school athletics. You know, with the uh, astute knowledge that Matt has provided for yeah. his games, yep. Steve, do you want to hear him analyze tonight St. Paul Steel? Absolutely. Game? I'd like to hear this, too. You know, it's going to be a battle of two powerhouses for sure. One of them uh, is a house that this man built right here standing next to me uh, that has continued to go on, but it's kind of a shadow of what it used to be. So, of course, coming back, I think it's going to be a big night. But I'm going to say this. I think the crowd is uh, definitely leans in your favor. I think that spirit lifts up your players. They're out there for you, and uh, I think Theodore pulls this off and uh, goes into St. Paul's with the win. Well, I'm not really sure the crowd's going to leave my <laughs> Yeah, I was wondering where that's coming from. There's probably going to be a crowd woman to leave. Have you ever heard name it and claim it? That's kind of where I'm going with this. So. Uh, I'm yeah. do who? Name it and claim it. That's oh, where okay. you say yeah. it and hope yeah. it happens. You know, actually, yeah, the yeah. one thing, though, that no matter what, both of your teams are tra- going on the playoffs. Right. Yeah. Both in. So it's not, it doesn't come down to that. You know, I mean, right. obviously, the pride to win and so forth and the emotions from you. And, you know, I'm sure a lot of St. Paul's people are going to be glad to see you. I know right. a couple in particular. Uh, real happy that you're back. But uh, good luck tonight. Well, thank you. It's uh, it's something that's uh, wiped my mind. Uh, you know, it's uh, I think the hardest part's going to be, quite honestly, is uh, is uh, seeing a lot of former players that, uh, oh, that yeah. have called and said they were going to be there, and uh, and they're and they're St. Paul's kids, and I'm sure they're playing for St. Paul's, and they should. That's their school. I think to me that's going to be the toughest thing is to see former players and in a different setting than I've seen them over the last 13 years. But uh, you know, I'm, I'm, I'm approaching it first of all. 
to represent this high school. Right. Uh, where uh, there's no saying, being where your feet are, and my feet are here, and they're firmly entrenched here, and they're going to be here for a while. And uh, I, I bleed red and black. Uh, and so that's what we're more worried about is how our kids are going to play. And it would depend on me to play, we're in some serious trouble. But, uh, you know, it's going to be it's going to be fun. It's going to be emotional. And uh, something we look forward to. It's a huge football game going into the playoffs for both ends. But, uh, you know, I've tried to, to downplay it, as it should be, uh, about going back. And uh, one day we'll, we'll, we'll look back on fine memories that we have and still have and, and appreciate this night. But tonight we're going to appreciate what the Theodore Bobcats can do against the St. Paul Saints. So we don't really we're, – we're kind of the problem. <laughs> Why are y'all the problem? Oh, you're just saying you're trying to downplay the fact that you're going back. And meanwhile, Lee and I are like, oh, we got to go to this game right yeah, here at the end yeah, of the yeah, season. Yeah, we're like yeah. in August, like we're going here. Well, you know, I'm, I'm not an idiot. I'm stupid, but I'm not an idiot. But, Don't uh, be so hard on yourself. Let us do that. Well, yeah, you, yeah. you do a great job of that, Mark, most of the time. <laughs> That's but, really what I'm here for. Yeah, well, I'm obviously mad when it comes yeah. out of the woodwork when I show up. Sure, but, yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, you know, it's important. It's yeah. important to me. And uh, it's, but it's more important uh, to our kids, and, and I do not, have not mentioned it to our kids, uh, our Theodore kids, uh, the importance, the importance is, is seating in the playoffs. And that's not coach speak, that's the truth. You know, Steve, at least it's going to be a fun night. At least you allow Matt to come out next week, Baker. They've blacklisted him. Like, I'm not supposed Steve to be Norman there. Yeah, Steve Norman is like, the campus. they have my picture up already. I'm not allowed to be there. So. The problem is it looks just like Steve, so they don't <laughs> well, there you go. <laughs> We really do look a lot alike. And, and they both full of jokes, so I think so. And, you know, they laugh at their jokes more than other people, but, you know. Which, well, I mean, you have to when no one else laughs. It's hey, you got to see it, Matt. I gotta say this on air now. Seeing Matt's always fun. I mean, <laughs> you have such a great disposition on life, and I hope that's the way it is when you're not on your own air personality. No, it is. It is. These but, guys, uh, these guys will back that up. They will, man. Hundred percent. You know, y'all, y'all been great to me over the years, and uh, it's just so much fun. Yeah, we enjoy it. Did you miss us at Pell City? I missed a hell of a thing. We thought about coming up there, right? Steve, we were planning to come up there. We were afraid it might break down on the way up. I'll tell you what was bad. Lee would call me every week and he would say, is this the week I get you on? Can you win again? I said, Lee. I had to wait nine weeks. I did too, brother. Hey, guys, uh, oh, on Monday, awesome. I want to tell you guys, we are on location at the University of South Alabama. Come on out and see us. We'll be out there as uh, the South Alabama men's and women's basketball teams uh, start their seasons against University of Mobile. We'll be out there to not only recap all the college football and high school football action over the weekend, but to preview Monday night's action at the Mitchell Center. So make sure you come on out and see us. Steve, thank you so much. We wish you the best of luck. It was great uh, being back and having you here. Uh, that does it for another edition of the Dr. Christopher Mullinex High School Game Day. On behalf of everybody here at WNSP, we want to wish you and yours a happy and safe weekend. We'll be back Monday at 6. Until then, see ya!